Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. It smells so fragrant in this studio. I think someone's been passing air through poo. It's Talk Radio. It's ten o'clock. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Because I had my head. Had Can my you head. play again? What? One, two, three, four. What? No, it doesn't go again, does it? Yeah, it does. Oh, flipping heck. <clears throat> There's been some misunderstandings about the lyric there, hasn't there? I'm undoing my belt yeah. watching Disney films. Not doing my bell. I don't even know what that means. Um, we have so far, and please, please don't tell Nigel this. 
We've made 25 grand from that. Sweet. That's just in the UK. I've not got the figures from abroad, but I'm hearing it's doing very well in the Southern American countries. I heard that you've been invited to go on Soul Train. You have heard that, and that is correct. Um, You're going to get an actor to play Nigel. Don't tell Nigel. Yes, we're going to get the same guy that plays Davros to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Nigel. I'm going to tell him that we've made 20 quid each, and that's it. And he doesn't need to know. I don't think numbers are his forte. Numbers are my forte. Numbers are my forty. Oh, you see? So let's not tell him um, that that significant funds have been activated. He won't be listening to the show. He doesn't need to know this. And, you know, who's the one with the record label? You know this stuff. I know this stuff. It's on a strictly need-to-know basis, and he doesn't need-to-know basis. Good evening, dear listener. Uh, this is Ian Lee. Let's, um, let's... I tell you what we're going to do today. We're going to celebrate um, the backstage boys and girls of... Whatever industry it is you work in, like me, no, the woman, no, 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 no. You're 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 even lower down the food chain. Um, wow. But wherever you work, do listen, or even if you sign on and you don't work because you're a stoner and you're you're lazy, um, whatever whatever the reason for you not bothering to get a job, um, congratulations on playing the system so well. Um, congratulations on getting every penny you can out of the um, the government players. Well, by, by the way, 12 years since I've had a drink or a drug today, my 12th birthday, who'd have, who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought that? And when I was um, signing on, it all went on weed. It really did. I think, we, I think now. And as it's my 12th birthday, I'm allowed to um, uh, do all kinds of... Uh, no. Nope. Don't think that's nope. how it works. You're allowed a, a, a big yard of ale nope. and a yard of cocaine. You, no, you're allowed what I gave you, which is a large bar of chocolate. So and a well done from me. But if you are too lazy to work... Congratulations. You found... Some people, I don't think, are cut out for work, hence the benefit system. That's the way it should be. Congratulations. But even when you sign on, there are backroom staff, boys and girls, that don't get the credit that the frontroom staff get. The people, when you you walk in and they go, what do you want? Like that. I remember when I used to sign on, we can do signing on stories. I used to sign on in Harlesden. Now, if anyone has ever been to Harlesden, you'll know it's an absolute dump. Where is it? Northwest London. Mm. Near Wilsden, Harlesden. Um, Ke- Alderdon's. Kensal Green was where I lived. And um, signing, honest to God, right, signing on in there, there was an Irish woman. If you had the Irish woman, oh, man alive. Have you been looking for jobs this week, have you? Just didn't talk like that at all. That was an impression of someone doing her job. Yeah. And you'd, you'd make stuff up. But there were, there were gentlemen, and it was gentlemen, in the signing-on office doing drug deals on the telephone. What? Selling... Yeah, you know. Are you doing the voice? Oh. Um, and they were doing drug deals, and it was... Li- I literally heard one gentleman say one day, I'll be down to drop the weed off. I'm just signing on. <laughs> even hiding it oh man alive that's what i like to call a player see if they legalized it he would be a hard-working member of society free the weed Mm. but we don't condone it well no well i say um i I can really care less about the weed or any of those things anyway so um tonight um we are celebrating um backroom boys and backroom girls um and that's why as soon as i click my fingers Ed will come on the air. 
He won't, because he's not paying attention. Um, Ed, tonight we're celebrating you. Oh, Oh, I thought you were going to ask him if he knew anyone. No, he is the hardest working man. Um, We think he's a man. The tests haven't come back from the (laughs) laboratory yet. Uh, the hardest working person, him and Rudd, oh, Rudd. are the mm, hardest Rudd. working, and Rudd will be getting this moment of glory if he were here, even though he doesn't work on this show, Ed, so don't take it personally. That's right. But round, stand up and a round of applause, please, for, for Ed. Oh, thank you. I feel, yeah. so I, I, do, I get a, do I get to make a speech? No. No, oh. no, 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 no. Your, your backroom staff no, is your actually place? interested in what you've got to say. Oh, okay. Where, but, but where were you the, the other day? Because we had, uh, it was like an LBC reunion. I had my old tech ops sitting in for which I know, you. it was perfectly arrayed. No, I'm, I, uh, I skipped the country. Wow. Um, they they realised that my passport was fake, so had to skip the country, then sneak back in. Hang on a second. I I'm, I'm, I'm keep meaning to use more of these hotkeys, mm. and I'm a little bit rusty. So just say you skipped the... No, hang on. Don't say it yet. Wait a minute. Oh, oh. don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. Um... Oh, flippin' heck. George, you're a fanny. No! Where has it gone? Um, oh, hang on a minute. Stay there, stay there. Don't go anywhere. Um, could be under plums four. Okay, I'll say, my name is Jester and I am a massive racist. Yeah, okay, that's not it. Is it here? <laughs> no. Can I play, um... Can I play a clip from one of those radio shows where I play clips from them? The C-word one? No, 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 not the C-word one. Can I play this out? It's it's innuendo. Innuendo. This is... Uh, um, um, I can play this. So this is a text that... Can I just say to you? Yeah. Do what you think is right. <laughs> this, you're like this. Um, I don't know if you'll get the innuendo, Ed, because it's, it's true. Do what you think is okay. This one's okay. Right. This one's okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone, this is a genuine text. I've got a whole collection of these, and this is the show that I took around the, the country, and, and um, uh, I've got hundreds of these. This is a genuine text to, I think, a BBC local radio station. Here we go. Okay, let's get to our first, straight away to our first dedication. So it's a dedication. Oh, right? I know these. This one's okay. Right, this isn't the beef curtains, no. which I wouldn't play. This is the meat and two veg one. All right. Okay, let's get to our first straight away to our first dedication. Now let's get to our first straight away to our first dedication. Mm-hmm. So it's a dedication. I love his accent as well. Where's he from? I like don't Australian? know. Don't know. But it's it's a text that's been sent in, and it, it's straight th- there's a name. The name straight away you go ah oh, fake name. But he I don't I I mean. Okay, let's get to our first straight away to our first dedication. Dear Chris, please say a big hello to Connie Lingus now. Connie Lingus. I mean that is. Just the basic. Maybe he's never heard of it. <clears throat> well, he needs to talk to Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Um, that's a basic. You get a Connie Lingus texting in, you go, ah. Oh, Joker. Not even going to bother. Now, this guy is either the coolest dude on BBC Local Radio, um, or he's an idiot. He's one of the two, right? Uh, uh, and he either gets the gag and thinks, I'm steaming on with this. To hell with them. To hell with the drones. Or he's like, oh, it's, it's, it's content. Sounds, sounds valid. Let's... Okay, let's get to our first, straight away to our first dedication. Dear Chris, please say a big hello to Connie Lingus, yep. who's 69 on Tuesday. She'll be enjoying my meat and two veg on... Now, <laughs> 69, meat and two veg. Sounds legit to me. It goes on Sunday at 12, which are all the very best, and tell her I look forward to seeing her when she comes. Now, I 
mean? Come on! I mean, that is standard as well, isn't I it? I do miss... I'll tell you what we can talk... As well as talking about the backroom staff, I, uh, and I'll try and find that... I wanted to play... Um, I really need... this. Well, this is tomorrow's project, is um, tidying up my um, computer, because I need... That's what I need to... Um, uh, but I do miss, and, and I know that George has a little little run in recently. I do miss the prank call, uh, and I know George had one, and he took it very graciously. George Galloway took it very graciously after the show, mm. um, and we talked about prank calls. And I said, "Oh, that was 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 fun," and he went, "Yeah." And we talked about how we kind of missed the prank call, and then he found out it was an inside job, and and and, and that soured things. And I can understand. I, I I still think it was funny. I didn't hear it actually, but um, I. I I still think a prank call is funny. I can understand why it might be sour if if it's from one of your own, from from uh, within the ranks. But mm. I do miss, and there's no point in doing a prank call to this show because, well, anyone gets on. There's no challenge to it. The challenge is getting onto a straight show. Um, uh, and saying Connie Lingus. Yeah, exactly. Even that though is a little bit. Um, but um, I do miss the prank call. Of course, the greatest prank call have you ever heard the the peter cook calls to clive bull oh they're 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 things of great beauty they'll be on youtube the show's going to be all over the shop tonight guys i hope you don't mind uh, but peter cook when he was you know sadly um you know a, 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 a boozer and very lonely i think he used to phone up clive bull on um LBC, like through the night. I think he was on like one till five. I've listened to this. Is just this is just. Yes. Great. Well, I, I think she should have some Manx cats. Them's the ones without the tail. Oh uh, yes, that's a good idea. So that's Clive <laughs> Ball, the host, right? And and Sven's from Sven from Swiss Cottage is Peter Cook. Thank you, Lorne. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Sven in Swiss Cottage. Oh hello, Mr. Bull. Hello, Sven. Yes, I'm I'm uh, only a visitor here from from Norway. And I listen to the program and think one wonderful things because in Norway the phone-in is mainly devoted to subjects of, you know, that like fish. Like fish? Yes. Now, at this point, I, I, Clive doesn't know, it's, it, it's just another caller. How would you know? Doesn't know who it is, right? And this is on at like 2.30 2 in the morning mm-hmm. when the world is a stranger place, a darker place, you know, and, and, and you, you could be listening at home in bed and this guy phones up and he sounds, as you say, a spot-on accent. We have a phone in at have 11 o'clock at Norway time. Yes. When people ring up for one hour and the gist of it is um, things about, you know, is is a carp very big or is a is a tench very big or you know mm. how big Ooh, is a guppy and very interesting. It, it goes drags on and on all night and it's so nice to come to this country mm. and hear people talking about it, well, you know uh, parliament and taking clothes off and uh, singing in Norway all we get is this fish, fish. stuff going on and on mm. yes I, I imagine it would begin to drag after a while have have you ever done a swap with Norway? A swap with... Well, I'm not <laughs> sure whether I want to inflict the fish upon my listeners. Well, no, we have other things. It's only 11 to 12. The fish, <laughs> you have the, the, fish the fish hour. In. The fish phone in. A fish hour. Mm. Fish well, hour. We have been toying with the idea. Out of fish. I mean, fishing is very popular over here as well. But not... Well, it's nice to go out and mm. cast your flies on the water, but 
surely not listen to it every night, 11 to 12. Well, I don't know. I mean, there has been um, a rumour about the place that LBC is going to start up a new fish wash service. What, washing the fish? No, watch. On the air? Fish watch. Fish watch? Yes. Well... It's going to be a bit like the top 20 share check. What is in in, in yeah. Norway at the moment? It's going to be sort of reg regular fish updates through the day. Or the carp is numero uno. Over there, there it goes on, and there are seven of those. And I think by the last couple, I think he, he'd worked out who it was. But what a but joy! Who's humouring who? What a joy! I mean, uh, Clive Ball is just the, the greatest presenter this, uh, on the radio uh, live at the moment. I have no shadow of a doubt. Um, but just what a joy that is! You know, just nice. Uh, the thing is, it's nice and slow. Uh -huh. It's nice and relaxed. The gags are very gentle. Very sophisticated, because when I did a gardening phone-in, my mate Willie rang up to say that his name was Ollie and he had problems with his spuds. Yes. I always it's used a very to, quick joke. When I used to um, work at WM, I always used to, there was a gardening show on before me, and it was Molly Green, who I think is wonderful. We'll go to the break of it. I know, will it? And I would... Um, some of them weren't from me, and she, but she would... Oh, no, that was it. She had a garden expert on, and I'd always... I'd either text in or at the end say, can I speak to your garden expert? I'm having trouble, terrible trouble with my plums. <laughs> or talk about trimming my bush. Yeah. You know, the obvious stuff. Yeah, I have had And the those. gardening expert used to get... Molly thought it was hilarious. The gardening expert used to get quite annoyed. Well, we had really me. good figures um, for that gardening show because yeah. it had been a load Filthy. of old gardeners in the past who kind of ran it. And I remember yeah. one of them telling me to wind it up once, and I was thinking, whose show is this? Yeah. Yeah, you're the woman. I know, I got rid of him. And in the end, I had me and some mates on who happened to be gardeners, and we just used to have, like, three hours of filth. Yeah. People loved it. Yeah, of course they do. Well, it's the Great British Bake Off. Is, um, it's not a cooking show, it's a spunky show, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, we're late for a break. Alan Lee, stay there. Um, it's a, a phoning show unlike any other. In the, the, We spent the first 20 minutes referencing a, a, a show from 35 years ago on another radio station. Uh, we're celebrating backroom staff. Uh, we are celebrating signing on. We're celebrating... Um, well, we can have like a kind of quite geeky radio show tonight. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind if we do that. You can call in about anything you want, by the way. 0844 499 It's Talk Radio. We call you back. Here's some ads. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. I think this is what I was looking for. Hang on a, a second. No, now you won't play. Oh, I need built-in output. Yes. Um, no, why won't that play? Oh, well. Lee! Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hey, Lee, what you got for us? You were talking about people being unemployed. Yes. I've been on the dole since I was 23. Yeah, absolutely. How old are you, Lee? 37. Oh, you're playing the system. That's 15 years. Well done, sir. 15 you know years. Um, uh, what about, it was about 38 quid a week? No, I get £1,000 a month plus my rent paid. What, what the heck? Sweet Caroline. What the heck, Lee? How do you get £1,000 a week plus your rent on top of that? That's awesome, man. A thousand pound a month. A month. Plus my rent paid, plus my council tax paid. That's beautiful. Yeah, sweet, sweet deal. Is this because you're schizophrenic? Yes. Oh um... man, I love it. See, there has to be a bonus. <laughs> our tongues are in our cheeks, guys. Before you start getting arsy. Um, what do you do with all that dough? I buy booze. Oh. 
and I give my brother, I give my younger brother money as well. Oh, and I can't, oh, that's nice. That's fine. He that's works. Fine. He's a worker. Well, you see that? Hang on, let me just press this button. I'm trying to get this. No, it's why won't that work? Isn't that the weirdest thing? I'm trying to get get my computer to say sex crime, and um, it just it just won't do it. Well, thank God for that. Sex crime hotkey save save. Hang on a second. We could be onto something here. Hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on. Oh, no. The computer don't work. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Um, Lee, so you're signing on. Uh, would you like to... I don't sign on. I'm on incomes. I'm on um, ESA. Oh, OK. Would you um, like a job? I would love a job. I used to work. I used to be an IT salesman. Oh, yeah. How did that go? I did that for seven years. I, w- I once worked at IBM, actually. Hey, flip it. Do you remember when you when buying a computer, you had to say, is it IBM compatible? Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. that I'm, I'm that old that you would constantly go, yes, it, it looks very good. Is it IBM compatible? And if it wasn't, you didn't buy it. I don't think I've ever said those words. Well, well, it's... I'm a lot younger than you. It's, that's true. She is a lot... I'm going to say it, Lee. She's a lot younger than me. She looks nice. I've seen her on the, the old uh, Periscope. That's what I've got her on for. Um, bit of eye candy. The woman. A woman. The woman. Um, I, we're thinking, I'm thinking of, of forcing her to legally change her name to The Woman. I just changed my that's Twitter bio, idea. actually, because that's what, you know, that's only fair, isn't it? It is only fair. It really is um, only fair. Hang on a second. Oh, my computer. Hang on, here we go, here we go. No, let no. me try this. Now, why is none of this... Here Ian, we go. Yes? Don't worry, I think it happens to quite a lot. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. Is my computer plugged in, Ed? Yes. Why is nothing... What are you trying to do, Ian Lee? Hang on. Hang on. I'm trying to go... Hip, hip, hip. There we go. Was it your fault, Ed? Yes, it was. Look at his face. It absolutely it's was. You know I've done nothing. I've just know... been sitting here. Yeah, Everything's how come up. When I asked, is, is, it, is it your fault, suddenly it started working. Yeah, but I did nothing. You know oh. what this is? Yeah. Because you, you gave him a round of applause. It's all yeah. gone to his head it's and he's good. gone to the cock in there. It's gone to what? Gone to cock in there. I thought you said the round of applause had gone to his cock in there. That's what I Well, <laughs> we'd explain his uh, distraction. Flip, that's what, is that what you heard, Lee? That's what I heard, yeah. Although, to be honest, you're probably not the best judge of what, you know, is going on. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. How's today been for you, Lee? All right? How cruel of you. I know, isn't it? It's wicked, isn't it? They, they He's could, horrible. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a very bad man. How's, how's the weekend been for you, Lee? All right? Yeah, not bad. I've got my brother on my back asking me for money. Oh, hang on a minute. Why, now, why, you said you give some of your money to him. Why? Because I love him. He's my younger brother. Yeah, but why do you give him money? Because I love him. Yeah, but... Um, he punches off me. He's like, oh, bro, give me money, dude. I need money. He works. He's a hard worker. He's a graphic. He's a bricklayer. Right. Well, how much money do you give him? Well, I gave him £100 in the last week. And is that like a weekly occurrence? No, a monthly occurrence. So £100 a month? Roughly. Well, I don't know your situation, Lee, so it's not for me to judge. I've made up a story in my head, but I don't know the fact, so nothing to do with me. Well, as long as you don't feel, you as long as you're not getting push my buttons, you know what I mean. Well, they, okay. Well, then I have to delve further. Do you know? Is there not a chance that maybe um, uh, he should be giving you money? What with him working and stuff? Well, he's a hard worker, and he earns the same amount that I get paid for nothing. Right. Ah, so he's has he guilt tripped you into giving him some of that money because you don't work? Right. Well, that sounds a little bit like exploitation. 
Well, he's my younger brother at the end of the day. I love him, you know, so... Yeah, but even the people that we love can... And I'm not saying that this is what your brother is doing, but the people that we love can um, can uh, rip us off sometimes, can't they? He does rip me off. He works me off £100 a month. Why do you give it to him? Because I love him. Why don't you just tell him to jog on? I try that, but he, he begs me. He's like, go on, bro, please, bro, but what does please. He, what does he spend it on? Um, his woman. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to that, Lee. It's no big deal. I get I get a thousand pound a month plus my rent paid. At the end of the day, I've got money. Yeah, to but burn. you, but you, but, but, way, but I'm an alcoholic, so I spend a lot of it on alcohol. Right. Okay. Gosh, there's a lot being revealed in this this conversation. How's the alcoholism going? Well, I'm drinking a beer right now. And and um, uh, how many beers have you had today? I've had a bottle of whiskey and about four beers. A whole bottle of whiskey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how's that going for you? It's going quite well, thank you very much. Do you reckon? Not really, no. No, it's not, is it? No, not really. <laughs> why, why do you drink so much, do you think? Because I'm desperate to get away from the voices. And, um, when you're drinking, do you still hear the voices? Yeah, but they get a bit cheerier. The voices get cheerier? Yeah. How about when you're in your cups at the end of the night? Are they cheerier then, or are they telling you to do all kinds of stuff? The thing is, they don't tell me to do things. Right. They just shout at me. But they, they, if I remember correctly, they, 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 um, they play on your esteem, and they, they tell you that you're worthless and stuff, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And does that get better or worse when you're pissed? Better. Really? Yeah. When you're absolutely steaming after a bottle of whiskey, I the don't voice... get drunk. I don't get drunk. Okay. When you've had okay. When you've had a bottle of whiskey and four beers, the voices sound better, do they? Yes. Mm-hmm. And how is the um, booze combining with your um, medication? Well, I get an injection in my bum every three weeks. Right. So that's my that's my medication. Because they used to give me tablets, but I couldn't take them on time. How yeah. well I wouldn't take them? Yeah. So they started giving me an injection. I in the haven't had an injection in my ass for years. I used to get them all the time when you were young, didn't you? Yeah, kids. Always bum injections. I haven't had a bum injection. They love it, don't they? I haven't had a bum injection for about fifteen years when I had a shot of morphine in my backside, and right. it was just—it was just a, a nurse was just about to put the needle in, and I, they said, "You're off that, that TV show. You—you you, you, uh, had a picture of me up on your screen once and called me a scrounger." We, um, well, I—I I can't. I, hey, Lee, I'm no doctor. But I can't believe that you drinking all that alcohol can be good for your schizophrenia. It certainly ain't good for your liver. No, it's terrible for my liver, but my liver's not swollen. Well, yeah. I've already tested. Yeah, yeah, but um, if you're drinking a bottle of whiskey a day... Yeah. It will get, it will get swollen and you will die. Yeah, probably. Well, no, you will. I've seen it happen to people. Right. But you used to be a drug hound, didn't you? I used to be a what? A drug hound. A drug hound. Well, there's a, there's a turn of phrase. I don't kind of go into too much detail about what I got up to, but I haven't had a drink or a drug for 12 years now. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. So, the, the, um, there is an alternative. What's the alternative? Well, to not drink and not do drugs. Then what do you do with your life? Well, there's a question. Screw it up primarily, but... Um, uh, you get to do a lot more with your life. Well, I've got nothing. Well, c- well, <laughs> d- d- because of maybe because of what you just told me. I don't understand. 
Yeah, if you, you've got nothing because you're getting pished every day. Well, I get, I, I drink every day, I don't get pissed. I don't well, get... you say that. I don't, honestly, I don't get drunk anymore. Okay, well, you, you, okay. Well, you have got nothing. Possibly one of the reasons why you have nothing is because, um, uh, you're poisoning yourself to death every day. Yeah, probably. You're well, probably not probably, right. but possibly. I know that, um, since I stopped, you know, drinking and stuff, I've got um, kids, I've got my career back, I've got um, a few quid in the bank. And congratulations to you. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm a big fan of yours. Well, I want, you know, it, it, uh, I want to be a big fan of yours as well. I am a big fan of yours. Oh, thank you very much. But I just know that... Uh, do you speak to your doctors about your um, boozing? Yeah, they tell me to cut down, they tell me to stop. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dude, that's all I've got to do all day. Well, can't, why can't you do something else all day? I live in the middle of nowhere. So? I haven't got a car. So? So um, I, all, I have to, all I have to do all day is drink. Um, well, it may seem like all you have to do all day is drink, but you can um, read, you can watch films, you can go for long walks, you can go and volunteer in a charity shop, you can go to AA meetings, you can uh, phone up the Samaritans. There's all these different options uh, for you for ways for you to fill your time and fill your hands. Well, I have got Sky Movies. Well, there you go, Sky Movies, fantastic. Don't watch Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. No, but don't watch that. That's not going to help anything. Yeah. It's quite boozy and druggy, that film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a bit, yeah. Um, Lee? Yeah. Uh, nice to talk to you, ma'am. Okay, dude. Hang in there, fella. You too. Bye-bye. 0844 Uh, is the telephone number. It's half past ten. This is Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, and as you've heard, you can call in about um, pretty much anything you want. Uh, let's go to another Lee. Good evening, Lee. That was getting very confusing, Ian. Yeah, but these things do. But li- li- it turns out life is confusing. No, the bit that was confusing is because when you're waiting to come on air, as I was, yes. you're listening out for your own name. <laughs> oh, you know, like, uh, and of course you were talking to another Lee, and I'm yeah. like, oh, hey, oh, no, it's not me. Oh, no, it's not me. <laughs> we're not talking to you now. I'm talking to another Lee. Oh, bugger! Yeah, I have got voices in my head. Now. Now, we'll, we'll talk to this Lee. What? Uh, uh, how are you doing, Lee? You're right. I'm good. I think I need a nickname now. There's too many Lees phoning up. Can we call you Other Lee? Other Lee. Well, I'm not other, am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When was oh, the last yeah. time you had an injection in your backside? Um, I used to love that feeling, that numb. You get it would it would hurt, and you'd have a numb bum for the rest of the day. I used to go well, out I with a diabetic. Not ever having one? I must have, but I can't remember. I used to go out with a diabetic, and he used to do his bum quite a lot. You didn't, they're not supposed to do it in the bum. He was having you on. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us, Lee? Um, you didn't happen to watch at the weekend when magic goes horribly wrong on Channel 5, did you? Gosh, no, I didn't, but that's, that sounds like the kind of show I should have been doing the voiceover for. <laughs> well, well uh, I we... must have had my phone switched off that day. No, that sounds well, brilliant. Well. When did it go horribly wrong? Did it have Siegfried and Roy getting attacked by their tigers? It did, and it had a bloke putting his hand through a dagger, you know, the old paper cup and dagger yep. trick. Oh, that's a great one, you know, where they slam it down, because they know yeah. which cup the dagger's in, and he slams it on a dagger. Oy. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a yeah. great bit of footage. 
But it was uh, it was actually quite entertaining. Yeah. Two and a half hours long, but it was on Channel 5, so... Channel 5 does uh, excellent, excellent um, uh, television programmes, and I'm looking forward to another... 18 episodes of Laugh Out Loud. Wow. ching They love that stuff, don't they? ka The last what? What? The last what, did you say, sir? Laugh Out Louds. Oh, Laugh Out Loud. Yes, it's an excellent television series, and yeah. I thoroughly recommend it. Oh, I wonder who does that. There we go, you see. There we go, you see. <laughs> anyway, you know you're talking about people backstage? Yes. That is literally what I did for a living for many years. I was a sound and lighting engineer, oh. so yes, we, we never got any love. Sound and vision! Backstage. So, I did most of it in New Zealand, so there you go. Sound and Um For movies, television? Theatre. Uh, theatre. Theater. See, theatre. Now, it, theatre doesn't really count in show business these days because oh. it's not, well, it's not the 1800s anymore. So, I don't think plays really. Not only plays. Well, well, what else would they be doing in a theatre apart from plays? Uh, ZZ Top concerts I've worked on. Well, hang on uh, a second. Suddenly he's back in 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 modern <laughs> show business. ZZ Top, you say? Yeah, it was. They were very nice gentlemen. Status quo. You mentioned the other day. I've done a few status quo gigs. The quo are coming on the show soon. We're getting the quo. Well, half of them. Half of the quo. The half that's still got a, a functioning heart is coming on the show soon. I'm looking forward to that a lot, because it'll be nice to have a chat and to, to take them seriously yeah. and, and, you know, talk about, well, talk about the whole thing of becoming a bit of a joke and then coming out the other side of that as a lot of... Well, uh, they, they rode the joke, didn't they? Do the yeah. three-chord yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've got... I, I do have a lot of affection for status quo. They've been on top of the pops more than any other band in this country, I think, and that, that really does um, say something. Um, Ask them about their guitar techs, because they're very strict. They won't let anyone near the guitars when you're on stage. Good for them. Good for them. I know. That's it's just a... quite scary, though. If you even walk near it, you get a guitar tech shouting at I you. don't understand, <laughs> right? I don't. I went and saw the Bare Naked Ladies a few weeks ago, and I love yeah. that band. And Ed Robertson, the lead singer, made he, he got us tickets. He got us standing tickets, and I had a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and the woman said, I'll swap these for you and get you seats. Um, and it, we went backstage, and we met him, and he, he spoilt the boys absolutely rotten. All these people there to meet him, and he came straight over to me and the boys and said, Hey, guys, how old are you? And they went four and six. He goes, Okay, where's your identification? <laughs> and what? Well, you've got to prove that you're four and six. I don't, otherwise, I don't believe that. Where have you got a, a driving license, a pilot's license? They said, well, we can't fly a plane. He says, well, I suppose I need to fly back to Canada. Oh. Why do you go? And they were in hysterics, absolutely hysterics. <laughs> um, but, uh, and they're, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of, I imagine, quite a tight touring unit they have. Not one of the big rocks. But he had a different guitar for almost every song. And you do yeah. wonder. All right, an acoustic guitar, yes. An electric guitar, yes. A fancy electric guitar, yes. That's three three guitars tops mm. are all you need. Why would you need any? He must have had twelve or thirteen guitars. Did he have a guitar? He didn't have a guitar. <laughs> and Howard Jones came out on stage, but he there was no guitar oh. there either. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but I. I Sorry, no, I'll tell you what's often wor worse than the guitars is the amount of foot pedals they have. Oh. You can have the entire front of the stage sometimes just covered in pedals and they just use a different one for every yeah. song. It's amazing. Yeah, the, the pedals, again, I, I, again, if you've got... 
I'll give you two guitars and two pedals, and one of those pedals has got to be a tuning pedal. And that's yeah. it. And the other one's a bit of distortion. That's all you need. What the hell is going on with these guys? <laughs> damn you, bare naked ladies. Damn you, all bands that have got. And you go backstage at a rock concert, and they have these uh, wonderful, you know, travel cases where yeah. they, they look, you know, those big black cases with the, the, the silver hard around ones, the edge. Yeah. And you know, the, what did you say? The hard ones. Wow, that's not what I heard. Well, and you're you hearing a lot from you me You open tonight. the cases, and they've got like 24 guitars in oh. there. And you yeah. do think, come on, guys. I I could save I could save you an absolute fortune by just taking two guitars, ha- got, hand luggage. I've got two guitars, but I've got one that's too big for me and one that f- was found in the dump, and I prefer the one that's found in the dump. Yeah, that's the way it yeah. happens. That's uh, always a good phone in, by the way. If you want to phone in on that, work. what have you bought in? What have you found yeah. in the dump? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Well, do you know I thought of a good topic going back to that Channel Five program? Is yes. what's the craziest thing you've ever done to entertain someone? Well. I, I I do think we have children listening. <laughs> so, All right, keep it clean. Yes, exactly, Lee. Keep it clean. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I noticed Mark dropped off the switchboard there. Obviously, um, realizing that we are we we've come out. He thought that's a Monday night. There, there'll be a. We've come straight out of the traps like a greyhound chasing that bloodied hair, and I'm not swearing. It's actually bloodied. That's what they do, isn't it? That's Is a, it? They chase a hair. I thought they stuck a bonio in it. Uh, no, 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 it's it's a hair on a machine. So it's a dead it's hair. It's not dead, it's just a pretend one, isn't it? No, 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 they get a real... No, they think, don't. They're going to chase, they're gonna chase a, a stuffed toy. Yeah, dog, what you think? Yeah, dogs are daft. No, 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 no. They, they, um... Stick well, a chop on it, they'll chase anything. No, it's a, uh, I thought it was a, it was a... Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Any common people listening? I thought because it is a common night. Well, to the go dogs. Do. It was then. It was ironic and postmodern in the nineties with Blur. But yeah, I had quite a posh boyfriend used to go to the dogs. Oh dear! So it was hilarious. I thought it was a real hair that they they um, shoved on dead. I don't think so. Well, the sounded dogs... very Coronation Street then, didn't I? I, I, I don't think so. Well, you didn't because so. you weren't being massively racist against the Indians. <laughs> Not tonight. Um. <laughs> Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alan, happy tree, um, and then it could be you. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alan, happy tree, stay there. Uh, we call you back. You can call him about anything. So Catherine and I had a little brainstorming session earlier on about mm-hmm. who we could invite on the show and stuff. Thank you to all of you who sent in. Um, we, we kind of tweeted it and we had some great things. Uh, so, so far, we have sent emails to Huey Lewis, Julia Davis. Uh, did you send one to her? I thought you did. I couldn't find her agent. Oh, OK. Well, in that we case, will, though. We will. Um, who else did we... Um, Paddy Considine. Yeah. Sharon Horgan. Susie Quattro. Susie Quattro. Angus Dayton and Jarvis Cocker. I sent another one to someone as well. I think Jarvis Cocker would be awesome. Um, uh, Huey, oh, uh, Melanie. Sent one to Melanie. Um, uh, Jarvis Cocker would be would be excellent, of course. Um, people that have kind of... I think we can take the hint that they're not. it's not going to happen. We've mm. got the BBC brush-off from the Louis Theroux. Not from Louis himself, but from, from people around him. Charlie Brooker never got back in touch. Um, Adam Schlesinger... His people went cold. And here's the one I was really hoping for. Linda and Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's widow and daughter. And I got the, the people, I, I was communicating with people connected with them and they never got back. 
that uh, we may have um, uh, Neil Innes on Friday. I've just, I'm just emailing, oh, really? just emailing his wife, but he's busy and he can only do it Friday and Saturday. Um, so I'm seeing if he can do Friday because I've got the kids on Friday. So I'm seeing if he can do Friday evening. But that would be awesome. The Ruttles are going on tour. I love the Ruttles. I love the Ruttles. I really do. I didn't really know about them until I met you. You've heard them, though. You've heard the songs, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're great. Um, P.P. Arnold's still in the offing. It's going to happen. Yeah. We've been chasing it for a while. I had um, a little cry about Terry Jones at the weekend. That's pretty upsetting, but I kind of knew that he wasn't well. Well, I, I, we mentioned, I'm sure it was announced before, because when he was doing the Monty Python live shows, he didn't really say a lot in the mm. show. And when he did, it was quite hard to understand what it was he was saying i remember i was there with what i remember saying what's wrong with him and i thought we had we knew before that he was um was the new poorly. thing that he had this advanced stage of it maybe maybe i don't Poor know lad, though and it, oh, did you see the michael palin tweet oh, the weekend yeah that was the one and that picture of them oh dear that was the one that set he, me off at least he gets a flash of recognition that's the yeah. thing isn't it yeah you know, i've been to see well you encouraged me to go and see my gran when she was in an advanced stage yeah um, and I'd said to you every time, I, you know, I don't really like to phone her anymore. Cause she doesn't really know who I am, and it's a confused conversation. And um, and when I go and see her, it's not really my gran. And you said, go and see her. And I'm so glad I did, because it ended up being the last time I saw her alive. Mm. And also because there was a flash of recognition. Yeah. At one point, my auntie said to her, "Ah, oh, Catherine's here. And she, she'd had her head down the whole time. She was really ill. She had her head down the whole time. And at that point, she put her head up and she looked me in the eye and she looked me in the eye mm. and a big smile. And she said, oh, hello, love. And that, it was worth it. It was worth everything for that, for that, just that moment. I wish I'd spent more time with my granddad. Um, well, I mean, I must have been like 15, about 13 when he started getting ill. And I don't even remember when he died. Was I like 20 or something? I don't know. But I was always just, I, I was really uncomfortable around it. And even quite early on, when he would tell these long rambling stories about working in the docks at, uh, I would just, I would just get frozen by embarrassment and fear around it. Thirteen, fourteen, you can—it's understandable, isn't it? But I wish I had kind of um, engaged in those stories that he was—he yeah. was—he was living in. He wasn't telling stories; he was living in that story. And I wish I had. And, and towards the end, I mean, it was—he um, ended up in this horrible place. I remember Roger Daltrey's aunt was there. I think bizarrely. And it really was, you know, a heartbreaking place for the uh, the lost and the bewildered. And you don't want to go for you, because actually, at that point, you don't think that they're getting anything out of it anyway. I remember, I, I can say this story, because they're, they're both passed away. I remember they always used to wear, they always used to wear tracksuit trousers, because they were easy to put on. Easy, and and yeah. a lot of the people there, they all had dementia, um, would roll up one trouser leg. It was a really weird thing. It was like everyone had what it was the fashion. And I remember my... Um, the story as it was recounted to me, my granddad pulled down his tracksuit trousers and had a massive erection. And he said to my nan, Joan, Joan, what am I supposed to do with this? And she went, Bill, you're supposed to cover it up and leave it alone. <laughs> oh, and it, uh, but I wish I'd spent more, um, I wish I'd spent more time talking with him and in, you know, kind of going along in that but, fantasy but world. But this is the thing, in. right? Nobody does. No, no. It's only once they're gone you realise, don't you? Um, some good news, and what has perhaps been the worst day of my life, some good news in that I got a phone call from Bucks County Council. It was the weirdest phone call. And I, was, I was in a terrible space anyway. And they phoned up this whole situation with my mum. And they said, hello, Mr Lee. Very quiet boy, very softly spoken. Because they, they expect they're going to get a rollicking from me. And I was like, yes, this is Bucks County Council, yes. Just to let you know, 
that we have come to an arrangement with Leonard Cheshire Disability and um, your mum is going to stay in the home. And I was like, what? I didn't, it was totally unexpected. I knew that talks were continuing. Well, only on your nudging, because when you spoke to oh, Leonard yeah. Cheshire, they said that they hadn't finished the conversation. Oh, it was a done deal. Last week it was a done deal that she was going to be moved out. The council phoned me up and said, she, we're going to move her out because we cannot match £1,500 a week. We, we, we could go, it, at best we go as high as 1000 but we probably wouldn't go much higher mm-hmm. than 600 So it's a done deal. So, But the home didn't know the deal had been done, did well, they? Well, so my, my sister and I sent... Um, I don't want to say angry emails because we weren't rollicking the people at, at the home, but we did. Say, we we sent very emotional emails saying this is outrageous, yeah. um, you know, a move will kill her, and la, la 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 And I phoned up and I said this, and they got back into it. I said, well, no, hang on. As far as we're aware, and this is what it gets. It's like playing a game of poker. As far as we're aware, we'd made our initial offer, and we were expecting them to come back. So they're haggling. They're haggling over the price between six hundred and fifteen hundred. They're haggling over the price, and she said, "But they never came back." So we were just assuming they were thinking about the offer that we'd made. Um. Uh, anyway, so they phoned up today and, the, the, and they said, "We've we've come to an arrangement." Bearing in mind she's paying fifteen hundred pounds a week. Um, we've come to an arrangement where it's nine hundred and fifty pounds a week. Plus, your mum will be making some form of contribution to it. Now, I don't know how much that's going to be, but the fact that I'm assuming it's affordable within the the, mm. the, the, the remit that I, you know, the, the parameters I gave them. And I was, I said, I've had such a such a stinking day today, and um, everything that could go wrong went wrong today. And uh, I said, "Sorry, are you are you saying that she's going to stay there?" Uh, and she went, "Yes." I burst into tears. I burst into tears on the phone. I went, oh, "Okay." And she said something. Else. I don't know what else she said, because I was kind of quite upset. And I went, "Okay, thank, uh, thanks very much. Thanks very much." And then I had a message from the home saying, "We've um, we've sorted it all out, and she's going to stay." Now here's the thing, right? This is brilliant, and I'm going to count this as a victory, and it's brilliant. And you know, everybody that was telling me to to keep on fighting, um, and I, I'd kind of given up. Part of me does wonder, is it because I have this job? Is it... They, I mean, they think I still work for the BBC. I, I may, As I said, I did say to them, I do work for the BBC, and I'll be making sure that there's an investigation into this. <laughs> I did say that. Um, but part of me thinks, is it because I've got this job and I can go and um, make that video that's been seen by a couple of thousand people and I've got 45,000 followers on Twitter, and I can kick up a stink in the media and, and make both of them look bad. Well, but, also, you know the way things work. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of families, when you come up against a bit authority like that, a lot of families will think, well, they wouldn't say that unless it was the only thing they could do. And people people fold, don't they, because they assume that those in power have their best interests at heart. Well, we kind of know that that isn't always the case. Well, I, but I also want to think. Well, maybe, I think your profile definitely played a part. You know, I think it, it can't have been the be all and end all because if there simply wasn't the money, then there simply wasn't the money. Um, no, but, but they're hoping you're going to accept that and walk away. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I mean, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant news. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled beyond belief and over the moon about that. You kind of wonder how many other families are getting that kind of news and can't do anything about it. Part of me also thinks. They've dropped the fee by £550 a week. Why couldn't they do that when she was paying, you know? They have got... They have taken... I mean, how long has she been there? She was there before I got married. So eight years, eight or nine years. uh, And in that eight or nine years, she has given them 
thousand pounds uh, of her money. Which is, but it, hey, listen, you know, if she's going to be there and she's going to be there for the rest of her days, then um, I am happy with that, and I can. Uh, you know, it feels like the, 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 the care home have made an effort and a compromise, so I can kind of throw myself into activities there and do stuff. So you're going to take back the up yours Leonard Cheshire that you gave him the other week? Oh, is that on Twitter? I should probably delete that, shouldn't I? <laughs> I should. I it was at the end of a podcast. Oh, was I it? think at that time you were forgiven for doing Oh, that. in that case, well, then, then let's... Uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you felt at the time. No, it is how I felt at the time. Understandably so. Um, it is how I felt at the time. And I, it, it's, it, it's, it's weird, man. It's, it's, the thing is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. My mum is one of... I don't know... How many? And however many it is now, it's going to be X times that in 20 years' time. Yeah. You know, it's going to be... We're going to be flooded with um, not not immigrants, us, our old people. Us. You know, my mum is now... She, it's her birthday this weekend. She'll be 66. In 20 years' time, I'll be 63. She went in that home when she was 50, 57, 58. 20 years time I could be in that position if I have a, ba- a bit of bad luck and get ill you know mm. imagine that god 14 years time flipping heck don't bear thinking about does it don't bear thinking about oh that's made me um... we can't live waiting for it to happen that's giving me death that's death maths well stop doing it death maths because it makes no difference it's, being right it's, it don't make no difference if you're black or white as far as I'm concerned, well, you're, I mean, you're not welcome. You, Whatever you... colour you are, you're not welcome. <laughs> oh, although we could do with you to, um, you know, man our care homes. Well, this is the thing: um, the the care home or woman, the care, care homes that mum is in, and a lot of that we've looked at, we looked at in the past. Um, pretty much all Polish people. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all Polish people. They have a, the care home have a brilliant thing as well, where they get. Um, like like uh, students from Japan, so they get Japanese people. They get room and board um, if they help out. So you get these Japanese people that are learning English and want to see England, and they'll come and help out. So there's always, I think they always have two. Uh, uh, Alan and Happy Tree, I'll come to you after the news. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, so you guys got at least two uh, incredibly friendly Japanese people who are always impressed when I say, "Oh, Genki Deska," and ask them where your umbrella is. Yes, Kariwadani or Casa Deska, and that's all the Japanese I know. Well, uh, do you know Keiki Harimaska? Uh, yes, uh, yes. Hi, hi, dozo. Always, well, always. When I'm offering my chair to the Japanese lady, I say dozo. They look at me as if to say, "Whoa, so, no problem." I can't remember any more Japanese. Um, but it's it's all Polish people. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty much Polish people or Eastern European uh, people, and they do, for the most part, apart from the person there that nicked ninety quid off my mum. We don't know who, which nationality the they were. No, uh, they all do a cracking job. Yeah. You know. When my mother-in-law was in hospital, it was all uh, Spanish nurses. Mm. Spanish nurses. It's mad, isn't it? They're going to have trouble bringing them over, aren't they, in the future? God, 14, in 14 years, my mum went to the line when she was 57. Stop it. No, I know, I know, but it's just, it didn't make, I, I, uh, I didn't realise quite how young that was until I started approaching that, yeah. until now I, that age is within grasp for me. You know, if I play my cards right... I didn't realise how young that was when I'm, I, me and my sister made the call to put her in the home. And she'd been ill for a while before that. Well, she got diagnosed at the age of 40. She was God. ill for a couple of years before that. Anyway, 
So that's a good bit of news, which is groovy. Um, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Remember, guys, we call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Gosh, our new bosses have officially taken over today, guys. Things feel very different. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a phoning show, unlike any other phoning show, in that there's no real agenda. You call in and you talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Simple as that. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Dave and Lonnie Donegan. 
I'll um, I'll chase up Chaz see if we can get an interview there. I'm sure we'll be uh, they'll be up for that. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, uh, Talk Radio. Catherine joins me in the studio, which is always a delight for um, uh, me. Well, no, for the people watching on Periscope, they like to see the woman. If you want to watch the show, watch the show. Um, you can. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. I-A-I-N-L-E-E. But beware, because I'm often told I don't look like how I sound. That's outrageous. Does anybody, does anybody look like how they sound? I was in- in- invited for an interview once. I thought it was an interview. Then I left thinking maybe it was um, a date um, by someone who wanted to see what I looked like, basically. And he thought I would be a large blonde. Okay. I think I was quite a disappointment. You were a large brunette. Meatloaf, when he had long hair, I think he looks oh, like he sounds... Oh, I thought you were saying I look like Meatloaf. Oh, gosh, no, no, no. Um, I think he looks like how he sounds. Mackenzie Crook looks like how he sounds. Angular. Mm, Thin. Pertwee did. <laughs> Don't you do it. I'm Sally. Don't you do it, because that really makes my ovaries shrivel. I'm Sally, let me just get here. <laughs> Let me just get my colleague and your feather. Oh, stop it! <laughs> what a delicious eye. Oh, God! Let, right, now let me just get me... No! From behind. No! It's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and the, the worst thing is the face. thing is, Gerzel Gummish couldn't have sex vigorously with our... His head would fall off. One, oh, yeah, his head would fall off and he'd be chasing it all over the place. Also, could start a fire. Also, he's made out of straw. Yeah. No. Well, well there's a, there's a way... The crow man can only do so much. Yeah. Can't well, fix that. Aunt, Aunt Sally, I, oh, I can't get it up. Pre- Stop it. Do you want me to finish you off? Mm. Huh? No, pour in, the cu- pour in the tea. Pour in the tea. Nice cup of tea and a slice of cake, Aunt Sally. Want me to finish pouring it off here? There we go. It's delicious. That's what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, it's only Mike in Nottingham. Hello? Hello, Mike. Where's Love Gummies? Didn't he go out with a mannequin? Yes, he did. You want for sing, well, let's be fair. He went out with Aunt well, Sally, played by uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah, no, not Uma Thurman, Una Stubbs. But he also uh, fancied himself a bit of Barbara Windsor, who was a masthead, wasn't she? He's, he's only human. All he want, though. A human, well, a human strawman. Only a human straw. Oh, here's the thing. I didn't used to like, I used to hate Wurzel Gummidge. I've only ever creepy. seen bits of it, because I thought it was, it was a Sunday night, Sunday tea time show, wasn't it? Boring. Anything on a Sunday tea time, anything on a Sunday tea time is boring. Well, I found it creepy, and your impression has just reinforced that view. Yep. But on a Sunday yeah, tea time, it was that, and I knew when the O'Needin line came on, oh, it was yeah. home time from Grandma's there school in the morning. I don't remember. I'm a bit young for words of age. But where would they have put his straw man wedge <laughs> with, with that woman? What? Mannequin. what does he say? He's talking about Wurzel Gummidge's widge, and you encouraged it. Oh, that's true. I let's discourage it. But he used to keep his heads in a floating around in a barrel, didn't he? Mm. Now, that used me. Has anyone seen Return to Oz? Yes. The 19th. God, when I was looking, that movie made me cry my eyes out. It was horrific with the woman who attached her head. Terif- terrifying. What's she called? Mumby or something. And she had loads and loads of heads stored up that she could stick on. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was. Oh, it's horrible. And the TikTok was pretty cool, but the rest of it terrible. Them wheelies. Those yeah, people with the long it. arms. Ooh. It's quite a scary film. I think, it's, I think it's a U horror and a you, 12. No wonder I'm warped. Exactly. I'm dead excited, everyone. Go on. But as we're aware that, or you may not be aware, that all of the Star Trek series is on Netflix. Yes. Oh, this is your department. Yes, I'm aware of this. So, yep. 
so I've been I've been watching a little bit of Voyager. No interest in Enterprise. I was going to dip into Deep Space Nine. They've got the you're you're, lo- you're losing the cr- you're losing the crowd here, Mike. You've got to turn this around quickly. Uh, well, well, by Star Trek the animated series with the original voice, it's got the proper cast. Yeah, I know. How can that be turning people off? I um, we had a long day on uh, Saturday. We went to the relaunch of the Beano, and we saw cool. such celebrities there like Sam Delaney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I see every day. I saw. The, I saw the. I see what was nice. I saw um, Helen Lederer there. I love Helen Lederer. She's so sweet. She got children, or she just likes. It's, to her, it's her grandkids, ah. uh, and she's so sweet, Helen Lederer. And she's. I can't remember how we know each other, but we. She, anyway, it was really nice to have a little chat. And uh, I introduced her to my boys, and they were like, you know, all shy. And they went, "Oh, he- uh, Helen, my friend Helen is an actress, and she's been in that um, TV program, Uncle was it Saucy Jack's boat." Salty Dog and Me. Old Jack's boat. Yeah, that's it. My kids don't like that. They go, oh, no, not Salty Jack. I like that. But, so it's a launch, relaunch, right? And we got to go past all the plebs because we were celebrities. <laughs> wow. Right? It was true. You're teaching this to your boys? Now, here's the thing, right? It was, and, and, and we, we were treated like kings and we got a lovely goodie bag and free hot dogs. And I bought a Dennis and Menace t shirt. Did I'm, you? Yeah, yeah. I bought one. I'll wear it tomorrow. I want one. Um, I'll wear it later in the week. It's, it's good. And uh, the the boys, for the most part, had a great time, right? But it was organised by PR people who, I'm guessing, didn't really understand kids. We got... I mean, there was there were a lot of kids there, and there wasn't... It was great, by the way. It was great. And I love the Beano, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad it's kind of relaunched. It's got a swish new website and everything, right? But, um... There, there was like a, a bouncy castle thing with a spinning thing. You can only have six kids in at a time, and you got like ninety seconds. Then they got off, and my youngest didn't want to go on it. And then about half an hour later, he wanted to go on it. And I said to the guy, "Can it? Can this one go on?" He said, "Well, what group are you in?" I went, "Sorry, what group? Are you red? Are you blue?" I said, I, "I said I've got no idea. I just know that he's not had a go, and he'd like to have a go now, please." And he said, "Right, well, he can have a go on the next one." And then my boy didn't. And then this guy gave me a dirty look, and I was thinking mate this is supposed to be fun mate and it was really hot in there and it was way too loud my bo- my boys have got very sensitive ears and they were both it had and there was lots of shouting going on and, and loud music and people shouting into microphones i didn't know what they were shouting into microphones for that that beside the point right they had a brilliant thing called a splatterpult and this was fun right a what a splatterpult so oh. it's a really powerful catapult right and you could load it up with they had, a, they had this trolley there cream cakes <gasps> Jellies, Ooh. eggs, cartons of milk. It would be move aside, kids. This is mummy's turn. It was it was brilliant, and, and we got there right. We had the boys had three goes each on it, and the first time we got there, there was no one else there, so they go having a couple of goes, and they were firing eggs off to the um, into the thing. It was brilliant. It was at that bit was brilliant, and we got to climb through Dennis the Menace's window. That was the way you got into the exhibition was climbing through his window oh, and jumping on his bed, then walking through his wardrobe. <gasps> um, did, oh, I can't show you the pictures; they're on my phone. But they got to show where these. After these lab coats because there was lots of gunge everywhere and so there was a machine where they were you could you could pump gunge through and the boys were loving that and then they had a gunge tank and they they allowed kids to go in there and i said to the boys, they get home well this is it and i squelching obviously. well i said to the boys you don't want to do that do you? and they said no and i said okay good because i would have made a daddy call and said no you can't go in there and i was watching it thinking right well they must have fresh clothes for the kids but they didn't. They didn't even have towels. 
Oh, that's it, fundamental. That's like a fundamental, Mike. And also, it was about two inches deep in the thing. And I saw a girl with, um, like, sheepskin boots oh, going oh, to oh. the garbage tank. They'd oh, be, they be ruined, Mike. Uh, well, you turn, well, surely, the, the, surely the, the obvious thing to do is just take the shoes and socks off. But there was the none of that. There was absolutely... Sounds uh, like a collection of bad parents. Well, well, no, it sounds like people have put on an event and not thought it through. It was, it was sometimes uh, PR events are put on by people who don't have kids. But saying that, I, I cannot, I cannot stress um, that once the boys got over the noise, the noise was the big thing for us. Is they, they found it too noisy and they found that quite intimidating. It was only on for two hours, and after an hour, quite a few people had gone, so it became easier uh-huh. to get around. Um, and and it was it was it, it is a rem- it's amazing that Dennis the Menace. I mean, he's got to be like that's got to be seventy years old, eighty years old. I'm going to say it, it, it's still go- well. Dennis probably isn't, but the Beano probably is. Um, hmm. The fact it's still going and it's it's still captivating kids. It's, um, it's a shame that Dandy went. That went up for five ten years ago. Now Did it that go? was always my weapon of choice. Yeah, Which, yeah. You were yeah, usually one or the other, weren't you? Oh, absolutely. And my brother was being it, I yeah. was dandy. Presumably our parents manipulated that situation to buy one of each. Yeah. Um, Mine did the same. Mm. But it's a shame Desperate Dan's Desperate Dan gone. Yeah. That's odd. Thought... Quite... Uh, that's odd. I mean, the Beano has, has done brilliantly in, in, a, in an age when, um, mm. you know, print media is dying. They're still going. You don't, as you say, you don't get a free gift no, with it every and, week. And that just goes to show. Great. Exactly. That just goes to show that people want stories. You know, my little girls, if I, if ever I'm in, you know, Tesco or wherever, they'll say, can we have a comic? And I'll look and all they're doing is looking through the, like, everything's got a plastic bit of tap stuck to yeah. it and they're just choosing what toy they want and i say what you, there's nothing to read in this whereas my dad's got a subscription to the beano for my eldest my little and can't read yet but she will be able to soon and she loves it and she yeah. devours it every single yeah. week the only problem is it's a bit bit too thin but i mean yeah. you can't wish for everything well, my, we got we got the beano annual you got the, yeah, bag, the beano, got the beano annual and um my youngest said can we play the games now so i don't think there's any games now i think it's all stories you know and we were yeah. and we, we were enjoying sorry Mike, we, we were enjoying the art of it there yeah. was you know the pictures on the inside of the cover when it's just packed full of stuff Brilliant. We, the boy and gone mike sorry what are you gonna say no just about the issue is supermarkets sell books there cheaply. So I bought my little girl on Saturday. I got the CB, CBeebies magazine. It was three quid. Yeah. And I got a guitar, a flute, and a tambourine with that. But then, so that was three twenty-five, three fifty. But you can get a Julie Donaldson book for yeah. three ninety-nine. So normally I just buy the book. I've started doing that as well because you look at those. That. You look at those toys and you think, I give it two days before I'm scooping that towards the bin. Oh no, they, they open it and the, they never notice. They open it in the car and they lose bits yeah. in the car. I said, don't open it in the car, lads. Let's do it. And they lose it and, it, and they don't care. They've got. Yeah. They've got. Here's the thing I've discovered. Uh, me personally and the boy we've got too much stuff 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 stuff. there's yeah. too much stuff don't need all this stuff um and i, I want to just get rid of all the stuff mike and start again mike that's what i want to do it, it's, it doesn't matter how much stuff you know, I did that. I had a big clear out big clear out recently yeah. i've got loads of i'm gonna I'm loads of rubbish i want to use a, a slightly sweary word we with c but i won't you can say crap loads of, well loads of crap yeah so i went and threw loads of it out and i looked around and thought Still full of crap. They're yeah. just slightly left in a high pile yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Depressing. It is, your house, it, it? Is, it, it is, Mike. Thank, I've got to move on because we've got Happy Tree waiting and Alan and they've been waiting for ages. Um, 0844 499 1000. But, 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 but. Uh, the Beano's got a swish new, um, swish new website. 
uh, and it is, it is, you know, they've they've kind of they understand what the thing is. You go on the website; it's got cartoons and it's got. Um, we we were watching how to make a catapult out of pencils oh, and rubber bands. Brilliant! My daughter will love that. I'll yeah, have to take, have a look. It is worth having a look. And and we were treated. You know, we were treated. It was the the, the main thing at the thing was it's too noisy and there were too many people there. Once that had subsided, it was it was fun. I wouldn't have envied up envied clearing up that place. But they decided to have the gunge. I might I might I might invite Helen Lederer on because she's in the life. Yeah, I might do. I love Helen. I, how do we? I think we must have been on Big Brother's bit on the side or something together, and we just kind of got on because we were the old people there. Um, and she's always been so sweet to me. And I'm, I, you know, and Helen Lederer. Hey, she's in this kid show. But wh- when I was growing up in the eighties, her and French and Saunders mm. were the only funny women we saw her on TV. Yeah, absolutely. And she was like, she had that that because she's got those eyes, those piercing eyes. She had that nuts woman character down to a t- she's not not still she's very very with it but she, that that kind of slightly manic character down to a t and it and what was she on she was on was it naked video she was on was that the first thing she was on? i can't I remember know. but i do remember her sitting on a bar stool and always yeah. being a little bit supposed to be a bit drunk talking yeah. about a horrible date she'd been yeah she was great. her and french and saunders were, yeah. were the only ones and the fact that she's well and victoria wood victoria wood yeah yeah you're right um and I do, I, I'm always, whenever we bump into each other maybe once a year and I'm always amazed that she's not working more than she is. Maybe she know. doesn't need to. No, she'd like to be. She did splash, didn't she? She did she's splash. She's the one that got uh, winched in. I can't remember, kind of but she said, she I remember in. her telling me at the time it, it paid really, really well. I bet it did. Uh, you know, and for, you know what? We thought it was going to be pony, didn't it was we? Good, good splash. We enjoyed it. splash. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I nice laid back Monday show. We've covered so much in the. Someone sent a tweet the other day, and I cannot remember who it was. And they said, "I've got topics for your show." I thought it was very funny. Mm. Monday, and I can't remember exactly what this. So I'm making some up. Monday, um, it'll be uh, Brave Dogs. Tuesday, time travel movies. Wednesday, um, what's your middle name? Thursday, and uh, then there are five things. And I retweeted because I thought it was quite funny. And someone said, I've heard Ian do all of those topics with one caller in 15 minutes. <laughs> I thought, yeah, actually, you're, uh, uh, you're right. You haven't got a middle name anyway, have you? No, I haven't. It's Lee. Lee, is, Lee was my middle name. Mm-hmm. Rugby was my last name, and I, I chopped that off and Guess moved what mine it. is? Uh, Deborah? No. Alison? No. Katanga? How did you know? There we go. Oh, wait, 444-499-1000. I was going to say something um, when we came back there. I'm talking about the Beano. Um, I don't remember. Let's go to Happy Tree. Good evening, Happy Tree. Hello there. Uh, do you remember a comedy written by Ben Elton called Happy Families? Tell me a little bit more about it, please. Um, it was a tour de force of Jennifer Saunders, who was playing several different characters. An old woman who was dying, and then some uh, daughters who were supposed to donate uh, a kidney or something like that. I don't and, uh, and remember Stephen no. Fry and all these people were in it. No, I don't remember it. Oh, well, because Helen Ledger was the maid in that. I remember her performance being particularly strange. <laughs> yeah, I bet she was brilliant. I think she's, I think she's, she's wonderful, you know. And um, uh, I don't know why we don't see, um, why we don't see more of her. We'll get her on the show. Um, I'll ask if she. Female comedians have a hard time of it getting into the. 
Because they're not funny. Is the perceived, the, the, the received and perceived wisdom? They're not. Women aren't funny. Women can't be funny. I've never understood that. Funny's funny, isn't it? Funny's mm. funny. Well, you mm. know, I've come through the school of uh, people don't like listening to women on the radio. Well, that's true. That. Oh, who was speaking there? This high-pitched whine in my wow. ear. Wow! Wow! That, that's what I was warned about when I first started out. You know. Yeah. I know it's it's nuts. I've got it? quite a deep voice. I want. I just want to listen to people on the radio that are are good. I don't care if they've got a penis or a vagina. They might have both. They might have both, or they might have neither. Oh, I don't. Okay. Couldn't, I couldn't give them monkeys. Are they good? Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. I'll have a listen to them. Yeah. Um, and they say, you know, are they are, are they funny? Even if I don't find them funny, someone else might find them funny. I think some of the problem, especially with sort of comedian stuff, is that uh, for a long time they had to do the circuit, you know, in the old days. And yeah. if you've got kids, it's just not conducive, is it? Um, uh, uh, women's problems, are you? Well, you know, still something that women have to think about for the majority of the time. They should have a crash. I, I actually have the very good maternity leave system in Estonia to thank for my job because well, they allow women to leave for three years. Wow. Sweet. They Lord. get paid for 18 months, full salary, and then they can extend it if they want for another 18 months, um, you know, if they can. And also they can chain it. So what you get women doing here is, well, families doing, I guess. It's not just the women by themselves. Um, having you know a couple of children in succession, and they can be away from their job for six years, I and then come back. I couldn't have afforded it. I think I, I went back to work when both of my kids were like four months old, but that was more financial. Oh, sorry, I'd, be, I'd be bored. I'd be bored six. I, I mean, wasn't bored. I made loads of stuff while I was on maternity leave. I was like oh, really made, prolific. Two babies. Well, yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I, I set up a little business while anyway, so. I set up a little business while I was off. But it. it I don't know. I have to make something. I have to turn something out. And I do enjoy being at work, and I'm not ashamed to say that. But, um, yeah, I, I just couldn't have afforded to stay away from more than the, the time I had. They have in Sweden, they have um, long paternity and maternity leave as well, don't they? It's, mm -hmm. all, it's all much more geared. Uh, we voted out of Europe, guys. So we ain't gonna, well done. We ain't going <laughs> to see none of that. None of that nonsense over here. What else you got for us, Happy Tree? Actually, I was phoning to take issue. Uh -oh. with, uh, some, something, a point you missed in the debate the so far. that's been missed in the debate so far, sir. Yes, it's sir. It's pretty easy for me to do a uh, Limmy impression, really. I just need to... Oh, hang on. No, it's not, that, it's not that easy, because I didn't recognise it was Limmy. Uh, oh, I'll tell you, man. The boy's got a trade. they have got a trade. It's not, li um, not Limmy. He's doing generic scotch. Well, right, right, okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, it was the, the shocking revelation you said about how the people only need two guitars. What kind of crazy world are you living in? You need acoustic and electric. You could play, you could, most people could play a show. Small bands can play shows on that. It's just when they get bands get bigger that it goes no. to their egos and they, they have to then, you know, find knee reasons no, to no, spend no, no. their money. So they hire a guitar tech and a massive truck to move all these 25 guitars out there. It's ridiculous. I'm not even in a band and I have um, um, eight. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, well, I've got a, a rack full of guitars and bass guitars, and and um, you know, I have two different bass guitars, well, three different bass guitars, and they all do different things. But if I were to go and do a concert, I wouldn't take them with me. I'd, I'd go, which which one am I going to trust? This one. I'm going to go. For I the would fender. like one more well, guitar, need, and then, then I'm done. Two of each, though, because if you break a string, you can't say to the audience, "Okay, hold on, while I change the string and then tune it up." Well, no, hang on. If you've got a guitar tech, they'll change the string for you. Yeah, but you still need to swap it. Well, then you can do a different, just do a different song. 
All right, sorry guys, Killer Queen. We can't do that. I've just broken a string. Um, we'll do. Well, play we'll, on. Uh, if you, if you, if people are any good, you've, you've, we've all seen this. Rock stars, they break a string, they play on. And if they're any good at guitar, because of course when you, when you break a string, quite often some of the strings around it go out of tune. They can bend the string so that it sounds like it's in tune. Play up the frets, man. Yeah, come on. I'm not buying it, Happy Tree. I'm not buying yeah. it. It's extravagance, and it's well, mo- the most part, it's fueled by cocaine. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, as you wish. Thank you very much indeed. I do wish. That told him. That told him. It is. It's an extravagance that is unnecessary. Yeah, I'd like another guitar, though. Well, again, I mean, it's nice to have them, and they look I'm good. I'm going to room. But again, I've got these guitars. I never touch them, you know, and I just think it's just things. It's just things. And stuff. I might do a KLF and burn all my things. Well, let me have a first dibs on them first. No, 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 no. I'm going to burn it all. <laughs> no, don't burn it all. Just going to burn it. Also, remember last time you had a, a, sh- a chuck out, you spent the whole time trying to buy it all back. I'm giving away my first five binders of The Unexplained because... They were last in, first out. Well, yeah, exactly, because I've got the full set elsewhere now, so I can get rid of the first five. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, I've put it on free cycle. Um... And FreeCycle seems to have got a bit sniffy in the day. Hey, you know I bought that um, reel-to-reel tape player? It's like, it's like 25 quid or something. And it didn't work. It no. didn't work. The idea of it was nice, though. Yeah, it was nice, but it didn't work. The motor worked, but it, it didn't work. And I, I, I fiddled with it. I looked up online, and I thought, ah, this is beyond me. So I spent it about, I bought it for about 25 quid. I put it on eBay for £1.50. Someone won it for £1.50. And the guy was really nice. He said, um, if you want to relist it, I, you know, that then relist it. I said, oh, that's very kind of you, but uh, it, it, I was going to chuck it. It's taken up space. I can't get it to work. As long as you can come and collect it, you can have it. Mm-hmm. He came and collected it um, last Wednesday morning, 11 o'clock. Half past two, I had a message from him. He lives in Watford. So he'd driven all the way back. He said, uh, thanks so much for that. I've just let you know. I've, I've cleaned it up and I've greased it and I've put on a new head and I've got it working perfectly. Well, so, uh, Part of me thought, can I have it back then, please? It was meant to be his. It was meant to be his. I'm glad. I'm glad it's. Um, it, it's. I'm going. I'm going to stop buying stuff, and I'm going to have a big clear out of stuff. But see, most of the stuff I've got are records, CDs, and books. I, I don't want to. You can't bin books. Can't bin books. You can't bin records. I don't want to. I don't. I. But where am I going to? You know, they take up my whole life. Anyway, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. It's a late night phoning show, unlike any other late night phoning shows. In that we're we're not talking about Trump and and uh, Clinton. Oh, this is um. Listen to this this uh, tweet. Right, this is how thick Talk Sport listeners are. Go on. Right? Listening to Jason Cundy and Andy Goldstein on talk radio oh. talking about Big Sam better than Trump Clinton. We well, you got the wrong station, you prune. He won't know he's listening to them. You utter prune. It's um social media John One. Do you do you can you all just go and tell social media John spelt J O N one. Can you all go? I'm not saying troll him because that's bad, but just t- just just all just send the word prune. <laughs> Can you do that, actually? Can you do that? So it's at social media, John, J-O-N-1. Is that trolling if I get everybody to send the a word bit, prune? yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, but but prune, all right, plum, plum. Yeah. Because plum's Prune's a nice... a bit hard. Plum. So just send the word plum. Don't mention me. No. He's social, quite hard there, listeners. He's social media, John. You'd think he'd know... Oh, dear, what a plum. 
At social media, John One. Do you know what? Yeah. It happens quite a lot. Yeah, I know, because they're all idiots. <laughs> the late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. A steady stream of callers this evening. Have we had um, any women calling in? Not yet. We haven't, have we? Not that I noticed. I mean, no. One of the Lees might have been. Yep, possibly Lee number two. Um, 0844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's Caddick. What kind of cake? <laughs> well done. Well done, Alan. That is excellent. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And we're not going to explain that. We, I, I do think that maybe should be the greeting mm. um, for the gold level losers. Mm-hmm. The goal, You are now a gold level loser, Alan. Um, mind the lemon drizzle. Uh, uh, well, you can see a doctor about that. I think if you can get some antibiotics to clear that up, that will... Uh... Hey, Alan, do you remember last week um, I mentioned about when I introduced The Who live on stage? Yeah. Gareth, right, who's the producer who's recording it that night, he's only got in touch and sent me the clip of it. Oh, no, nice do, do you want to have a listen? Yeah, have this a is, listen. This is me on stage at the Royal Albert Hall. Catherine heard this earlier on. Yeah, when you played it to me, I was, I was really surprised and yeah. impressed. I was surprised that it was verbatim what you yeah. told me it was, because I thought yeah. you'd been bigging yourself no, up. No, 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 no. You listen to me work in this crowd, like it's Madison Square Garden or something. It's Royal Albert Hall, and I'm working them. Listen to this. Here we go. This is the most, you know, this is the most exciting thing I have ever done in my life, without a shadow of a doubt. Still they is. are, they're not, they're go. not one of the, they're not one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world. They are the greatest rock and roll band in the world! The Who! Huh? Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, it cuts out before the who come on. We couldn't play that for copyright reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you introduce a band. Did you think of that beforehand, or did it occur to you? Um, I got a feeling I probably came up with that beforehand because that is just that is spot on. That is spot on. That is the perfect. In- I was imagining. I was. A, I, I genuinely was imagining. I was at Madison Square Garden about 1975 mm. when the Who were. Whoa, and that's who I introduced on stage. They didn't come on stage for about another eight minutes. There was, I think there was a technical problem. But still, did you hear that, Alan? That's yeah, how you work a crowd. Yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Remind me of when Witch is going to introduce Live Aid. When who introduced Live Aid? Richard Skinner. Oh, Richard Skinner. Well, I... Yeah, who's, who's I, Richard Skinner? Sh- oh, come on. Richard Skinner, he introduced Live Aid. Mm. He was a, a disc jockey. The Radio 1 DJ. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. One of the few ones that's still walking around. He was oh. good, Richard Skinner. He opened... I think he opened Live Aid. Is that correct, Alan? Yeah. There we go, you see. It's 12 noon in London, 7am in Philadelphia, and around the world it's time for Live Aid! Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's, let's, let's do this, um, Let's do it properly. Let's, let's do it properly. Hang on a second. I want, um... I've really got to sort this out. Go on, Alan, away you go. Introduce it. It's 12 noon in London, 7am in Philadelphia, and around the world it's time for Live Aid! <laughs> Oi, they weren't... Tough crowd. That was a tough crowd, Alan. They were... Try it again, try it again. It's 
12 noon in London. Oh, back up. Me mum's shouting. I better go. <laughs> we got him done. There we go. Alan Caddick is cheered off the stage as his mum, who, who is who has has stared death in the face recently, and that's not even an exaggeration. She's listening to that downstairs. Can you imagine? <laughs> we'll get got call tomorrow. My mum's gone back to hospital because um she, I, she had a, a bit of mischief in the night because I was shouting. I was introducing live aid. I haven't got someone done by their mum for <laughs> years. Oh, it's great. It's still uh, a thrill. Again, I had a clip somewhere when Verinda used to call us on um, Absolute. And um, it, it, the the best phone call ended with, I've got to go, my mum's coming. Phone went straight down. <laughs> Be- I mean, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, Jonathan. Hello. Hello. I'd like to talk about a secret society. You'd like to talk about what? A talk about a secret society. Well, that kind of spoils it for them, doesn't it? Well, let's, very, um, um, well, let's see where we go, because um, I don't know. It's, it's a very unusual secret society. Oh, this might be it, fun. It, okay. It, it's called the Sixteens. And it's, 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 a, it's a glorified dining club. But the, the unusual things about this secret society is... Yes. There can only ever be 16 members at one time. Yes. One of whom is Prince Charles, <laughs> who is the only permanent member of the Sixteens. Yeah. And what what these uh, uh, members do is that they they have they dine on a regular basis, and then they they have each of them have to give a short speech. Yeah. But as they do the speech, they have to pour themselves a glass of wine. Yeah. Then unzip. John Thomas and put it into the uh, glass of wine and give the speech. Okay, yeah, so they put the penis in a glass of wine. Yeah, who hasn't done that? It's always nice to get a little willy drunk. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, and I was just thinking um, you could do something like that for Christmas. You could set up a dining ring. I think my mother-in-law might be furious with me if I were to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) No, a dining ring for yourself and 15 of your male listeners. Uh, like like uh, Nigel or Alan Caddick or Russ. I know what this is. You're just trying to engineer a scenario in which you can all get together with no women. Is that right, Jonathan? No, I've got a solution for the women. You could you could have Kath's uh, knitting ring for all the female listeners. But hang on a minute. We like booze well, too. Let's, could... let's just go back a couple of steps. How do you know? What's this group called? The Sixteen. Yes. How do you know about the sixteen? If it's so secret, because, someone's because blabbing. I was, friend, I was a friend of one of the former leaders. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. No, you weren't. You were. This is the second friend you boasted of. You were a friend. So, so how? Do, okay, but how does one become a sixteen? Surely, if Prince Charles is the head (pun intended), um, then. They must be people of of import and power. Certainly, money. You ha- you have to be invited to be a member. Yeah, you have to have gone to St David's College, Oxford, by the looks of it. It's on Wikipedia. It's not that secret, is it? <laughs> well, 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 I just, I just, I just, 
Well, I told uh, uh, someone about this a couple of years ago. And, I, and he was in hysterics about it. I would have to. The thing is, I don't know. Can you get a yard of ale anymore? Yeah. Okay, they'd be I've able to supply them. one for me, would they? Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to make a speech. <laughs> You'd never get it out. You walk straight into that one. Um, well, but okay, but why do you want me to encourage my listeners to put their penises in glasses of wine, Jonathan? Because it's hilarious. The thought of all these misfits uh, who listen to your show and you. You you have a good time. You have a Chris, Christmas dinner in a swanky hotel. He said swanky. But, but they have, to, in order to uh, get that uh, free meal, they have to give a speech while dipping their wick into a glass of port. I don't... Um, uh, yes, the, the, the wick is um, uh, important. I don't want to pay... I don't... I, well, hang on, I'm, and I'm paying for it. Well, it's your show. I don't want to see 15... Port stained penises. <laughs> really, I'm sorry. Jonathan does. Well, Jonathan can pay for He's it. Been thinking about them a lot. In that case, <laughs> it, there is a, the thing is. I mean, I remember. I wasn't public school or anything. I went to a grammar school, but it was it was a cruddy grammar school. But um, uh, I remember. You know, I used to get my dick out and stuff like that people but, but boys do it's funny i remember i remember um my friend and i used to i'd be driving a car and <laughs> when he wasn't looking i'd get it out and he oh for goodness sakes I, put that away i didn't go to a public school either but i shared a house with two girls who went to cheltenham ladies yeah i yeah, spent you, a long time your, hang on jonathan hang on jonathan. hang on jonathan jonathan shut up hang on jonathan I spent a lot of time at parties putting them back in their frocks. Yeah. They're pretty free and easy with their bodies. People that go to these, like, boarding schools, because they've all been girl- gals together... Yeah. I'm giving monkeys. I came home once and they were wrapped in cellophane. Ooh. And another time they were sitting on a box that had a boy in it. Well, these, these things... Anyway, fun times. Fun times, Jonathan. Go on, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, when when the times you got your wick out, you were being common. I'm suggesting that you do so in a Classy place way. of elegance and taste as a sort of up yours to the established order. Okay, Jonathan, well, thank you very much. He wants you to get your willy out, doesn't he? He does. Uh, the, calling it wick as well. How old-fashioned. That, I mean, that... And John Thomas as well, he said. Um, Funny. He used to go to college with a guy called John Thomas. Yeah, and then he left after the first term and he went and worked in a bank. I went to for? school with a lad called Richard Head. Yeah, well, he, we didn't notice until he changed his name. Wayne King, of course. You know, Gosh. yeah. Oh, wait, for, uh, and of course we've heard a text to an, a radio station uh, from um, uh, Cunny Lingus. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dan's on the line. Good evening, Dan. No, it's uh, it, it's Rupert. Oh gosh, new boss. They've taken over today. Yes, hello, Rupert. Yeah, first of all, I'd uh, just check up on what's happening. Um, oh. Yes, I want to welcome you to the News Corporation family. Thank you, thank you, sir. Um, I'm hoping that at the moment you've received your welcome pack. Um, I must have missed that. I didn't see anything, no. There was a jar of Vegemite. Did you I, not receive the Vegemite? I, I, I did rec- yes, I did receive that. I wondered who that was from. That's excellent. Thank you, sir. That's good. Now, the thing I'm thinking about, Ian, 
You probably know that I'm I'm all about the brown synergies. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brown synergies, very zeitgeisty, very zeitgeisty, very zeitgeisty. Have you heard of the Great British Bake Off? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's beautiful, great program. Now, are you aware that I own a significant portion mm. of that program? Yes, I and am. We are looking for new hosts for that program, hey, Ian. Hey. Now, I'm thinking Mel and Sue. They used to host a lightly satirical 1990s comedy show. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. They're no longer available. No, no, no. Now, I was thinking, who have I got on the books that used to host a lightly satirical oh, yes. 1990s show? Yes. Well, it was in the thousands, wasn't it? Well, I mean, technically, yes, but... That... Sir, sorry to interrupt. No, no, but people often mistake it as being in the 1990s. I think there was one series in 1999, but the majority of it was in the 2000s. But I'm, I, listen, if there's a gig going, Catherine, button out. Uh, sorry. Button out of it. Sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, there could be something in it for Catherine here as well. Oh. Boom. I need two people. Yeah. I was thinking Katie Puckrick and Donna McPhail. Oh, for crying out loud. I mean... This is the way it's going to be, isn't it? Donna McPhail was um, was a stand-up um, who was quite advanced in the circuit when I was, 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 was toyed with. So I would never class myself. I did class myself as a stand-up, but I wouldn't retrospectively. Didn't she host with Bert Tyler Moore Gay Time TV? Wasn't there the programme BBC Two in the evening? And it was like the first... It's, it, seems, it seems funny now. Um, like the first kind of overtly gay programme. Was it Donna McPhail? She certainly hosted... Um, was it the Sunday show that she did? No, it wasn't. It was Bert Tyler Moore... And Rona Cameron hosted Gay Time TV, and Donna McPhail hosted what I think was called the Sunday Show, right. which was which was a really good show actually. And I, isn't that where Dennis Penny started on the Sunday Show? It was on like Sunday mornings, and it was actually it was quite um, BBC. Oh, she was good. I she, like she's her. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, it was either BBC Two or Channel Four. I think it was BBC Two, and it was actually quite cutting edge i hate that phrase but i'm struggling to describe it it was quite rude and subversive the sunday show i used to like watching that was it bbc2 yeah about 11 o'clock in the morning something like that there was dennis penis on there i think garner probably wrote for it it says yeah paul kane is dennis penis persona paul tonkinson mcphail who was regarded as an outspoken ladette lesbian she wasn't she was um well well no she was she uh, was just a but I suppose then, you know, then oh, it was having someone who was overt, you know, who was out as a lesbian on a TV show, even then, when was this, 1997, I'm going to say? 90, between 95 and 96. It, it's amazing to think that that was shocking, you know, that was, oh, and, and they, I, I think they made a big thing, we've got a lesbian presenter, guys. And she we don't really care. She was really funny, though, I remember her, she was great, I used to love that programme. I wonder what Donna McPhail's up to. Well, uh, let's see if we can find these her. These days, because she was, um... She was was funny, and it's interesting, isn't it? I, I count myself in this this group of people who sort of were on TV for a bit, and and people kind of thought, oh, I wonder where they're going to go next. And it turns out they went nowhere, uh, 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 you know, basically. But uh, Donna McPhail was very funny. Paul Tonkinson, who was who was, um, I had lunch with Paul Tonkinson in Crouchend. Gosh. Not that long ago, I still lived in Muswell Hill, but I was married. So within the last seven eight years. Why did we get in touch with each other? Oh, I think he, he reached out to coin an Americanism because I was having one of my many tough times and he kind of got in touch and said, do you want to go out for a lunch or something? That and was sweet of him. It was sweet of him. 
he was a very nice guy. I think I think he um, um, had discovered Christianity, and um, that was working for him. Ah, right. But he was nice. We went to um, we went to Banners in Crouch End, which is a really nice nice place. I saw I was there once. I saw Baby Spice there. That's that's the kind of place where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Um, but that 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 tangent went nowhere. But it doesn't matter. Um, Pablo. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. How do you're right, fella? Yeah, yeah, can't grumble. Oh, I was going to say the the Sunday show. Uh, Peter Kay was also on that. He had like a, a, it was the start of his whole. Wasn't it great when uh, toys were good and and the like? Peter, K- I don't remember Peter Kay. I remember Dennis Penis, and um, they had other because I, I, I it was because when I went for the interview for the eleven o'clock show. Um, they asked me what I thought of Penis, and I said, oh, I didn't think he was that funny. And, and the woman, one of the people um, uh, interviewing me said, oh, well, that was it, it was my idea, and I produced those. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I, fair play, I stood by it. So I just didn't think it was that. I thought it was a bit one-trick uh, thing, really. Well, but... I, I, I vividly remember uh, Peter Key got the Evil Can Evil jumping doll thing and got an audience member out uh, to lie down whilst uh, he got it to jump the canyon of the uh, the track, so uh, it, it definitely he was on it. I think I'll be it briefly before. I t- I'm not good, Pablo. Hey, it. listen, I apolo- if 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 it feels like I've called you a liar, I I apologise. I believe you. Don't question me. Ian. I b- I believe you, but I won't question you anymore, Pablo. I believe you. <laughs> I believe he was on there. I, I apologise. I, I just wanted to. I apologise. Yeah. Well, I apologise. It got a bit tense there. Breathe. Sit Breathe. Down. Is there, there's a lot of tension in the air. Sam Allardyce, who is the believe the football England football manager, he's come out as bent. Is that is that football United or football England? England, England football. It's a story. Is I'm watching it unfold on Twitter. There's a big story about him being bent, taking bungs, um, allegations of. Well, yes, of course. Thank you. There's the um, the the Clinton. Uh, Trumpton um, debate is about to go off in a couple of hours. There's, there's a lot of tension in the air. Mm. There's tension in the air, Pablo. Let's not bring it to this show. Let's leave the tension at the door. Let's get the port out. Unzip our metaphorical flies. And um, put out. Well, this entire time I've had my John Thomas in a, in a cup of coffee. It's been <laughs> smart in a little bit. I wouldn't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get an email from the show that starts like this, from someone whose last name is. Um, Snail. Fair enough. Hi, Ian. Melanie asked me about setting up that radio interview for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Melanie is coming on the show. Um, uh, she's in Los Angeles, so I guess you could do it by Skype or FaceTime. Um, we'll, we'll do it by Skype. Thanks for reaching out, and hopefully she will reschedule her UK dates for next spring. Boom. Well, Melanie's coming on the show. How cool is that? I, l- I love... You- Do you know Melanie, Pablo? It's lost on me, I'm afraid. Oh! You'll mate. know it. You'll know it. Have I got any Melanie on this computer? Because I love me um, a bit of... Oh, right, I need to get me... You talk to Pablo while I get my hard drive out. All right, flipping out. He's getting his hard drive out the, and everything, the, the, Pablo. The, the, this is serious. The clean one. Oh. Right, I was like the revelation that uh, you, you play a bit of guitar yourself. Uh, yeah. You often plays. You should, you should grab his guitar. I play it very badly. I also play... Well, I've got a really good uh, guitar teacher who's a classical guitarist, and I'm dragging her down to my level. The thing is, right, she was a child prodigy. So I asked her once how long ago she started playing. Because she's like, you know, she's a professional... That's what that's her job. She's a guitarist. 
and she said to me, um, seriously, I said, she, yeah, she said, well, seri- I was messing around till I was about three. Three. She was doing concerts at six. But can she play this? Oh, listen to the, oh, have you heard, this is her doing James Taylor. Listen to this. Here we go. Here we go. In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? And ain't it just like a friend of mine to come and hit me from behind? And I'm going to Carolina. Oh, come on, come on. Isn't that nice? I've never heard that before. Isn't that stunning? And she's got, she's, the, 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 the songs you'll know. Let me just quickly Brand new do. Brand keys, what yeah, I know. Let, let, let me just do the hits, the hits for you. Hang on a second, Pablo. Here we go. I mean, this is, everyone knows this song, but you probably know the Wurzels version, right? <laughs> I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you got something I need. Well, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Everyone knows that song, right? Here's the other one. Here's another one, right? And this is... We just get the hits out of the way. Here we go. Well, you know that I'm not a gambler But I'm being gambled on They put in a nickel And I sing a little song. Do you know this one? No. Oh, this is great. So there's that. Let me give you one more, one more hit, one more hit. This, and this is this is the this, this is this is you know a bit silly, but look what they done to my song. Do you know this? Oh man! No, I don't. Look what they done to my song. Well, it's the only thing that I could do half right, and it's turning out all wrong, mom. Look what they done to my... Oh, she's brilliant. Well, Melanie's coming on the she's show. She's got a new single coming out. Oh! Called Will Peace Come In Time For Christmas. Beautiful. Melanie's going to come on the show, dear listener. How's about them apples, Pablo? All sounds very good and fruity. It does, it does sound good and fruity, doesn't it? And because of that, we haven't got to... What, what, what was the point you called in for, boss? Oh, I just, um... um impending fatherhood number two. Got another a child on the way soon. Impending. Oh, congratulations! You sound a bit down yeah. about it. No, no, I'm just tired. Who <laughs> do you, you think you're tired now? You're tired now. You're I've right. had a pregnant woman sleep on me most most evenings. Oh, what? well, you got her that way. Well, well, that's when I have to get in to relieve the stress of the other pregnant woman. Hey, <laughs> hey! Bad oh. luck doing jokes about pregnant ladies. Anyway, I've got to go uh, um, find out where the uh, roadie for Brian May lives, so I can find out where his guitar is. You'll, you'll never find out. It's it's one of them secrets. Thank you, Pablo. It's one of them secrets. 
I, I love that Carolina in my mind, on my mind. It, the, the, the James Taylor song done by Melanie. Oh, it's I, great. I don't, haven't heard any of us. Once still. you get past the, the um, I mean, what have they done to my song? It just, it, it, it is actually a joyous um, kind of Hey Jude type sing along at the end. Um, she, I, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly thrilled. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio for those about to talk. We salute you. Talk Radio. Another hour to go. Uh, wowzers. You can call in about anything you want, otherwise me and Kath will just sit here chatting. Now's an excellent time to call, because we've got nobody else lined up. So, uh, if you're thinking about it, why don't you do it now? We'll call you back. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sunshine, I 
just about feel moonshine And I just know the friend of mine Cause it hits me from behind Isn't that just... Isn't that just delightful? Yeah. And I know some people, they, they find the, the, the voice a little bit grating, but I, I've got a live Melanie album on vinyl, which I must need to track down on CD. And it's just... Just this whimsical innocence about her. You know, proper hippie child, but just well, and wonderful. Judging by her new singles uh, title, The Hippie is Still There. Good. For, was it Christmas? Peace on Earth Christmas. Peace in time for Christmas. Good for her. Good for her. Well, well done. I'm glad someone's still got their, their freak flag flying. Brilliant. Well, we'll sort that out and we'll get Melanie on the show soon. Um, even better than that, it's the uh, oldest swinger in town. It's Dennis. Good morning, Ian. Well, it's it's good evening because we've not been to sleep oh, yet. Oh, sorry. No, it's good morning. No, we've not been to we've not had a sleep yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's still good morning. It's no, six it's, minutes past twelve. No, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still it's night time. Good, anyway, good evening. I hope this young lady comes over fairly quick because the world is falling apart. Oh, what's oh, happened, Dennis? Dennis? Well, they got these two idiots in America knocking seven bells out. They, they ruin America. Yes, we've got our own bloke who's going to ruin the country. Just been voted in. Yes. You've got the Turks are knocking seven bells out of each other. Yes. The, uh, the Greeks, Greeks come bunk. They've got no money. Yeah. Italy's following them. Oh. The Germans are now getting Nazis rising, yes. and in the far that's, left... That's far my star sign, of, Nazis rising, unfortunately. It's and, not then, right. and then saying uh, France, there's a far, far left coming up. What? So, honestly, I don't think France not going to be worth left, living. Is it? Well... Yeah. We've been run by idiots. The world's well, been Dennis, run by is, absolute with, idiots. With respect, sir, it's yes. your, it's your generation that messed it up. No, it's not. Then you're going to be checking out soon, leaving uh, us to clean up the mess. No, no. Listen to me, young man. Yes, sir. When I first learned to vote at twenty-one, what? I voted twice for Labour and swore I would you, never you're vote. You're not allowed for to vote. Again. You're not allowed to vote twice, Dennis. That's where you've gone wrong. You're only allowed no, to vote no. once. No, no. The first two first two elections, I voted for for um, the uh, left. The elder. I would never vote for him again, and I haven't done. Uh, I've never missed a vote. Oh. Even when I was away in the Navy, I had a postal vote. Yes. So I, because you see people say, oh, the country's going to go into the dogs, but they've never even bloody well voted for it in the first place. Well, not voting is a valid... Um, yes, I know, but then they've got no right to start yes, kicking yes. seven bells out of the government. Yes, yes, they do. No, no. Yes, yes, if yes. Not, if not, if they've done nothing about it... They don't deserve to be listened to. Well, but to. some people, no, well, they, of course they deserve to be listened to, just because they they, um, yeah, they choose they, not to vote. They, they they think the system is bent, and the system is bent, isn't it? Well, the only way to get unbent is to vote for it and no, get somebody not. in there to change it. No, it's not. The only, that, all that does is get in someone who's who's bending in a slightly different direction. Oh, get away with it. Anyway, if we, had, we didn't need politicians, the world would be a beautiful place. Well, um... Because all, well, all politicians are liars back... Spain! Spain! Who's... who's what's going on in the background? Is this chair, is it, or oh. is it your bum? 
It sounds like Spain, Spain is going. Uh, Spain uh, hasn't had a way. government for what, three months, six mm. months, something like that. Probably yeah. more towards six. It's, yeah. it's, Spain hasn't had a government for six months. They've had two general elections. I listened to this on the yeah. radio. So it's fascinating. They've had two general elections, and it's kind of like no one's had a, been able to form a government. So they're probably going to have a third general election. They're hoping that the um, minority parties that have got in the way of the two main parties that they'll kind of um, take <laughs> a back seat. But no one's no one's prepared to budge an inch. So it looks like after the third general election, if they have one, they still won't have a government, and they're doing okay. I mean, they're skinned. Well, they're there's, not. There's, there's bad, but, but, yeah, but we're keeping them. That's would they why be, we're would, keeping them. Would, well, would they be doing any better if they had a government? I don't know. As long as we don't have to pay for them, they can do what the hell they like. Well, um, anyway, that's it. Thanks, thanks for cheering that's us up, sorted. Dennis. Thanks for cheering us up. Yes, what was it? I was on, um, it was on Radio 4. Maybe it was PM, I don't know. Um, Spain hasn't had a government for six months. Yeah, my mate was telling me about that. It's brilliant. They can't decide. No, they can't decide. And there's there's um, th- th- there's there's like a far left and a far right party, and there there are two kind of other parties that are a little bit more central. Have I got this right? Mm-hmm. But they the, which would normally be like Labour or Conservative, which would normally be in charge. But then this far left and this far right party, they're kind of sucking the votes out of there, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of I think it's been pretty much the same result in both general election. No one's no one's give given an inch no not one side has said okay well we won't vote far right we'll go to this conservative party or we won't vote far left we'll go to everyone's holding their positions people there are so disenchanted though and this is these are people who you know within their lifetimes they remember a dictator a brutal dictator so for it to go that way over there just shows you that the level of um mistrust now for for politicians they've had huge sort of corruption scandals very sexy people's the men and the women, both very sexy. Not all of them. Oh no, all of them. I can't think of one Spaniard I wouldn't hump, male or female. Well, I, I've met a couple. That no, Just no, a couple. no, 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 no. They are. They really are um, sexy people. Well, they still are. The pre- Se- they're sexy people. We are sexy people. We want to make love in the heat. We we make love all morning, then we fiesta, and then we have fresh orange juice, and then we make love in more, wow. and we drink wine, in- and we do the flamenco, the dance of the sex. In my experience, yeah? limited experience, yep. they're better talkers than doers. Um, well, like, there you go. Just because you've had a, a, a disappointing, <laughs> um, I'm going to say it, sex experience. <laughs> with um spaniards maybe you've not tried enough i know you've tried a lot i know i was only there six months well exactly i i you've i've seen the films you haven't seen those films um no 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 but i've got someone who's got they were very brief no i've seen the films who's the woman who's the spanish penelope woman? cruz yeah yeah yeah, yeah did yeah. you ever watch hamon hamon I don't think I watched with the Gary Glitter song. Come on, come on. No, the thing where they on, beat each other to death on, with the hams at the end. I said, you want to be in my ham, my ham, my ham. You want to be in my ham. Oh, yeah. I'm the leader. I'm the leader. I'm the leader of the ham. I am. <laughs> I'm the leader. Right. I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. I put my little man in ham. I wouldn't. Dum, dum, dum. Um, no, I've not seen that one. I've not seen you that have. One. I've given you that one. Yeah, well, I've not seen. You gave me a box set of them. I've not watched them Sort all. it out. I watched. I've not seen that one either. I watched two of them. Which one did you watch? The one 
Did you watch Time Me Up, Time Me Down? The one where the woman urinates and they film that. That's every single one. I watched Time Me Up, Time Me Down. And I watched another one. I got a bit bored, to be honest. Um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Speaking of, speaking of get a bit bored, right? Um, so Saturday we went to the Beano thing, mm. and it, it it wore the boys out. It wore the boys out, and then the eldest had a party, and the youngest said with me, we, we went to the um, pirate park and we played there. And it was, it was, it was, the youngest one is obviously going to have problems with um, being addicted to computer games because we're at the park. He's going, can I have a look at Pokemon Go? I don't know how you have a battle in Pokemon Go. Oh, don't look at me. I've deleted No, it. we're level five now. We're level five, so we can officially, when we get to a Poke Gym, we can go and have a battle. But I don't know how I train up my Pokemon, because they've got like 68 hit points or 28. And I'm, we, we went to a Poke Gym, and there's a guy who's got like 3,000. I'm going, guys, we can fight him, but he's going to destroy us. Mm. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, Although nine, in life, I would suggest probably not. Well, um, so that was disappointing. Um... But, 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 uh, the, the, the kids came back and they went to bed. Have I got the days right? No, I've got the days wrong. This was, this, no, 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 that was Sunday we Doesn't went matter. to. Saturday. to live it in real life. Saturday. What did we do Saturday? Oh, we went to the lookout centre and we were at lookout centre all day. And it, we go to this, this lookout centre, is like this little natural history science museum near where we live, right? And it's got a really good park and it's, it's just going there and do science things. We go there all the time. It's quite expensive. And I, um, uh, I, it turns out if I'd have bought membership the last three years we've been going, I'd have saved an absolute fortune. We bought membership. No, got membership. You know you're never going to go there again no. now, don't you? Never going to go there ever again. I can't remember. I put the membership cards. <laughs> um, and we came back, and the boys were shattered because we've been there all day. That was the plan. Get them shattered, yeah. get them to bed early, beautiful. Easy and I, life. And I did that, and the youngest fell asleep, and I said to the eldest, I'm going to go downstairs, do some work. I wasn't going to do some work, John. I was going to watch Ark, the film recommended by... ARQ. ARQ, recommended by Sarah Sophie. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way. Cracking film. And um, then I heard footsteps on the stairs. And I went, I know you're there. Come in here. And you could hear this giggling voice. And it was the eldest. He said, how did you know I was there? I said, oh, Dad, I know, I know everything. I can see everything that goes on in this house. I knew you were there. And it was about nine o'clock, half nine. And I thought, my wife was out. I thought, right. We're going to have a special special moment. I said, right, tell you what. Instead of going up to bed, get a blanket, come and sit with me. Why don't we watch a film? Let's find a film that we can watch together. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can watch, let, let's watch a film. Uh, and I said, but I'm going to choose a grown-up film, okay? I'm going to choose a grown-up film. So we watched um, the Star Trek film, Into, Into Darkness, the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I'd seen it before, and I quite enjoyed it. And I thought it'd be, it'd be an interesting introduction because he was aware of Star Trek. He'd seen a thing. Uh, what's the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars? So he was aware of it. Yeah. And I thought it'd be interesting to see if he if he digs it. You know, if if, he, if he's into it. And it turns out that Star Trek Star Trek's quite slow. It's quite. Um, it's, it's not as piao piao. No, it's not. Star Wars. It's not. It's really political. Mm. There's loads of politics. And there's some wicked battles and stuff, and some wicked space battles, and, and you know, there's a bit where they're running around. But it's um, it's really, really slow. So and he fell asleep? Or? No, he didn't. He stayed awake for the whole thing. Respect to him. And about 45 minutes into it, when not a lot had happened, um, and I thought, well, I've chosen a... Oh, I'm glad we watched it. And he felt that he was... I, you know, I'd set it up as we're going to watch a grown-up film. He so felt he, special. Yeah, he did feel special. Um, but I, the experiment was... Would the new Star Trek be suitable for my children? The answer to that is not really. Oh, not really. Why? Just because of boringness? 
boring this. I mean, there were a few S bombs in there. That, they they weren't noticed. That was great. That was uh. good. Um, but just just boring this. And I thought actually for, on a second watch, watch thought well, this is a uh, yeah, this is a lot slower than I remembered. That's because it. it's your second watch though. You and but, you're watching it with a critical eye. Well, yeah. I bought um, Ghostbusters one and two for a fiver in Tesco. You yesterday. were ripped off. You can get it for two quid. Oh well, it was a whim anyway. Yeah. But then everyone is reminding me that it's quite sweary. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the kids won't be able to watch it for a while. Yeah, it, they are quite... Well... I put the Goonies on once thinking, this'll be fun. Foul. That's sweary. Uh, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The thing is, I mean, he didn't even notice this. There were, there were S's... Well, this is the thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes, because it's a word they're unfamiliar with, and there are still plenty of those, because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. little kids, it just goes over their heads, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't get it. And he, 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 he wasn't the next day, he was, he was running around going, oh, yes, yes, yes. There was none of that going on. No. Um, but it was good. It went on for ages. At half eleven we got to bed. Um, and he fell asleep instantly, of course. But uh, it was it was nice. It was nice just, you know, uh, uh, I was going to watch a film anyway. And uh, it was a nice little punt to see if he, and he enjoyed bits of it. I said to him, do you, do you understand the story? He said, not really. Um, he, he thought, obviously, Spock was brilliant. Yeah. As you would do. Spock is one of the greatest characters of all time. But it was a little, there's, there's some sexy bits in it. But, I mean, just w- women in her pants, bra and pants. All right, well, that's. And him and Kirk having, uh, Kirk is in bed with two women who've got tails. But. Um, Not fussy, was he? No. And I went, oh, and I just got away from the sexual nature of that by saying, look, got tails. <laughs> and he went, yeah, for. <laughs> and um, so it was. It was a nice. It was a nice evening, all in all. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek turns out is a little bit dull compared to Star Wars. So what next? Um, I'll have a think about it. Yeah. Oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We call you back. Um, always goes a little bit quiet on the last hour, so that's groovy. If you don't fancy it, um, the, 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 the the debate hasn't started yet. Which one? The, the Trump-Clinton one. What time is it? Is it on? I think it's on about, it's either 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock our time. Um, I don't know. Starts at 1.30am. Okay. Um, Sally from Boston says, Ian, thanks. Not listened to Melanie for years. You've reminded me how much I love her music. i got a hard choice now. Do I listen to you or to her? Come on, Sally. You know the answer to that. <laughs> you, you, you listen to this? You, you, you can't bail out. She'll keep. Halfway through a show. I am um, fascinated by this Ben Needham story. Yeah. What an awful, awful time that poor mother's had. Wouldn't it be incredible, and I'm choosing my words carefully, wouldn't it be incredible if um, they found found him now? Uh, And what's interesting is, because there have been so many, 25 years ago this was, I thought it was longer ago than that, but but 25 years ago, there have been so many times when uh, hopes have been raised haven't they when police mm. have gone off to different parts of the world because they're following a lead or something's been spotted or something like that so it, it, I, I i haven't been following this story that closely for the last 25 years right and i wonder if anybody has if um if this time um it, it, it's different than the other leads that we've had, the other um, moments of, of excitement. Well, in the, the past, right it's words. been because they've been they found blonde Greek boys, hasn't it? And people yeah. thinking they might be him, or people claiming to be him. The witness who claimed Ben Needham may have been crushed by a digger told detectives, "It's time the family knew the truth so they can stop searching." But as police start digging for the missing toddler's remains on Cos today, Mum Kerry, forty-three, gosh, same age, isn't it? Um, told of her anger that it took the mystery man twenty-five years to break his silence. But but 
I mean, is it? Um, I mean, is it a fantasy? Well, we don't know. They're going to go and dig it up. Is it a fantasist? Is it? Um, you know, it's because the guy that is accused of it is dead. dead. Died last year, didn't he? Um, and here's the thing. Uh, uh, and this is no way an attempt to demean what the mother is feeling. She's obviously the her and uh, her, the, the, the I don't know what the, if the dad is around. I don't know the situation of the family, but but, but her and Ben are obviously the, the and, and the close family are the most important things in this. Yeah, that goes, you know, that's accepted. But if this guy, this Dino Barkas, did do it, don't you wonder how he must have felt yeah. for the last 24 years of his life? Knowing that he'd done it and he... If, and if he, he has done it, this, yeah. And he... If he'd have just had, I don't know, the courage, I suppose the courage to come forward and say... This is what happened. I guess it gets to a point where you can't anymore. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. And I've been caught up in lies where, the, you know, you're in a lie, so you might as well stick with it. Um, you wonder how much peace this gentleman had in his life, whether he was able to, after a period of time, forget about it. Can you forget about that if you've accidentally killed a, 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 a kitty? I don't think you forget about it. Maybe you get used to carrying it. Um, And you wonder how much freedom it would have bought him if he'd have been able to say at some point in that last 24 years of his life this is what happened yeah or maybe he looked at the parents and the fact that they were still searching and thought well they've still got hope at least i don't know i'm sure he justified it if if this is true and if this is what's happened but and here we go i mean this is again you wonder how much are we putting too much credence in in this um the mystery man who responded to a tv appeal in may sparked a dramatic twist in the case by claiming his friend Konstantinos Barkas, Dino Barkas, may have been responsible for Ben's death. He said the businessman had been driving a digger. Now, this is, if this is all he said, there must be more to it than this, but he said the businessman had been driving a digger 100 yards from the spot where Ben, aged 21 months, was last seen in July 1991. According to the witness, Dino was, quotes, shaking, sweating and red-faced, close quotes, the day after the British youngster was reported missing. Well, I mean, it's cause, you know, it's a hot... You're going to be shaking and, and red-faced. I just, if that if that's that all he's got... But isn't there also some sort of detail about him having taken the digger and never used it again or something? Or am um, I making that up? He could have given... Police have met the unnamed witness several times. He told them of two potential sites where Ben's body could have been buried. One is an area close to the farmhouse where the top was, play, the top was playing the second... Uh, is a spot where Dino used to fly tip building rubble. Um, they, well, the police have said it, four months of investigating and exploring the new information. Um, uh, well, poor mum, though. Yeah, uh, you know, um, she says in there it's the first time that she's considered he might be dead. I mean. But I wonder, I just wonder uh, uh, how, when we'll, we'll find out, you know, in, in, in a couple of weeks' time, it's about two weeks to dig it up. Um, but there have been front, front page stories before about that last, the truth, mm. f- the, the clues to, to Ben's disappearance. And I just wonder if this is different from those other situations or if it is the newspapers knowing, oh, that's a good story. We'll, uh... Do you know what's kind of reassuring? That the police are still bothered after all this time. 
that they're following up on it rather than just going. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because you hear about, you know, especially when it's a, it's a, you know, it's happening in some foreign parts. You hear about the police not being that bothered yeah. after a certain length of time. Um, I I think it's sad about Zoe Ball and uh, Fat do. Boy Slim. I do. What's his name? I don't know. What his Norman name is. Cook. I think it's sad. I I don't know Zoe very well, but I worked with her years and years ago. She used, to, in fact, she used to work in the offy in Farnham Common, where I grew up. I think she might have sold me my first packet of fags. <laughs> I think she did because she she. I remember her working in the offy, and um and I'd worked with her a couple of times, not in the offy, but um on telly. And she was always delightful to me. And and, and one newspaper, which shall remain nameless, has said, uh, "If you recognise the young man that she's snogging in this picture, give us a call." What for? I mean, what, you know, she's doing something illegal. It's sad, but it happens all the time. And <sighs> leave them alone. They've got a kid. Leave them alone, isn't it? They've got two kids. Mm. Leave them alone, isn't it? It's just they've like... obviously found the, the one thing I do find kind of interesting from the story because I try not to read that sort of stuff. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's, um, it's none helpful. Of my, none of my business. But it seems like they have reach some sort of agreement whereby they're going to bring the kids up together and they're living next door but one it can't be th- i mean i'm sure there's a lot of heart it goes on behind it and it's never as easy as it as it looks from the outside but i, I hope they can do something they can stay kind of nice to each other it's for the sake of the kids well, it's not, it's but not, then it's, it's none of our business it's none of our business but we all what it is is we're all imagining ourselves in that position the ones that aren't judging but whatever the reason for the split one thing is for sure the couple who wants for the couple who wants epitomize cool britannia this time the party really is over (laughs) did they and is it (laughs) oh my god it's just um i would say the couple that epitomized cool britannia was noel and uh meg Noel and Meg Matthews. Oh, I used to like Meg Matthews. Yeah, exactly. I used to like Meg Matthews. She was good. I've got that page wrong. I'll have a look at that in a minute. 0844 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0844 499 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'll tell you what, for the last 30 minutes of the show, we'll take calls straight to air. Uh, so we won't call you back. I suspect everyone's gone to bed. It's half past 12 on a Monday. School night as well, isn't it? It's a school night. Imagine um, if there are any kids listening to us. Because I used to listen to the radio I when, I was, when I was about 13, 14, 15. Uh, I remember I found... Um, uh, this is the thing with DAB, right? This is the problem with DAB and listening online and stuff. Is you don't get the magic of going to medium wave or um, short wave, mm-hmm. remember short wave, and just slowly going through the thing, trying to find. I remember in my bedroom in Farnham Common finding this this Christian radio station in what they, which I only recently, they called it Niagara Falls. That's Niagara Falls, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. They don't call it Niagara. They called it. They did. And I know it's only recently I went. Okay, that'd be Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. And I wrote to them and they sent me, um, it became like a, a cult thing at my school for a month. And we'd listen to this station, this Christian radio station in Niagara Falls. And we all wrote to them when we got those little um, cross 
Pin badges. Little cross badges, yeah. That we, uh, it was, it was, it was a bit of a joke. We weren't religious. We were just doing it for a bit of a joke. But we found this thing, this secret thing, this strange thing you could hardly hear. And we found it th- funny because it was an American thing, you know, evangelist kind of uh, thing. Um, and we found it and it was our little thing. And you don't get that no. now. Because I used to have, I used to listen as well. I used to listen to talk sport or yeah. talk radio when it was James Whale and Ash, you know, and it's weird that I'm now working with Ash. Uh, James Whale and Ash and Tommy Boyd and all those guys um, and people I ended up working with later on in life. But, you know, sometimes your signal would fail a little bit so you'd have to give it a little jog and sometimes you wouldn't find it again that night and you'd find something else. But there's no kind of happy accidents anymore where you stumble no. across something else because you'd have to completely retune yeah. the AB. Oh, completely. And who does that every night? Now, people, people stick to what they're looking for. Who's this on line one? Hip, hip, hip. It's Julie. Hip, hip, oh, Julie. hip. Julie, you're right. Yeah, fine. Um, I've got a quick question. Yes. Earlier, Kath, you were saying that you used to run a business when you were <laughs> your own business. A little one, what yeah. What did you do? You're going to laugh. I, um, I made sock monkeys. What? Sock monkeys. Sock oh, monkeys? Sock. Yeah, I oh, sock. I like that. Right. And it was only because... I, I was what it, what business it was. And I was thinking, maybe it's something creative. Yeah, it was. I had to make something and I could turn those out really fast. And what it was, was I made some for, like, my... I was skint because, you know, I was on maternity leave and I was skint. That's why I had to go back to work so early. Um, and for Christmas, I made these sock monkeys for just, like, my family and uh, one friend, actually, who's yeah. um, just had a, who just had a baby, but the baby was in hospital. So she didn't open the present until about three months after. Uh-oh. Um, and when she did, she put it on Facebook. I got loads of orders from oh. her mates because it was outside the Christmas period, and That's they amazing. saw these things. And I ended up making, you know, quite a bit of money out you of it. You declared it all, of course. Of course, I did. And I tried then, to make a sock monkey once, but I, I ended up spending too much money on. Stuff. Yeah, you can do. Well, you made those um, dinosaurs. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I made dinosaurs. We're branched out. Sock monkeys, cats. I made loads. And the thing is, there's loads of really good tutorials on YouTube. And if you have a little, you know, I had loads of time on my hands. Baby slept a lot. So, and I had a a sewing machine. I was turning those things out like nobody's business. But the joy got taken out of it as soon as I started selling to people I didn't know because they were treating me like yeah. I was a factory and they're like, oh, have you got it in a different colour? Which like, effectively you were. Well, to them, yeah, but I was just, you know, a, yeah. a bored mum. But I did need, and oh, I've always that. needed to be able to turn something out, you know. Um, yeah. I can't just sit there. I can't sit there and do nothing. So, yeah, that that's what oh. happened. I've, I've, well, I've, well, I'm very impressed. I've closed down socks on legs now, though. Socks on legs. <laughs> that's what it was called, socks on legs. <laughs> oh, dear me. Fantastic. Hey, but your boys liked it. Oh, they, they were brilliant, yeah. They still got them, yeah. Very long lasting. Mm. Giraffes as well are made. <laughs> All sorts. Yeah, Thank no. you, Julie. Oh, 0844 is the phone number. So, I have to crank um, it back up. The, um, there's a story about um, uh, how. Being overweight might be connected to being mentally ill. It might be a mental, might be a, the, the symptom of mental illness, right. the, the, the food addiddiction, and, and yeah. um, you know eating to self-medicate and stuff. Right. So the headline in the Daily Star is the sensitive, is it? <laughs> Lardies need to see shrink. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh no. And then, my friends, is the part of the problem. Oh. Wow. Fat people should be offered therapy to stop their food binges, an expert claims. I don't think that's a particularly revolutionary no. um, 
uh, uh, suggestion. Dr. Matt Caporn said Bridget Jones-style comfort eating is a reason why two-thirds of adults are overweight. He also urged GPs to ask obese patients if they want to see slimming gurus. The expert claims a £240 million anti-obesity service would be more value for money than TV campaigns. Uh, he said the psychological aspect is as important or even more important than the weight loss aspect. If you have a bad day at work, you eat something to make you feel better. That's, well, you know I do that. Mm. You know That's one of the things that I do, and it's a known... Um, phenomenon. It's a form of self-abuse, you know. In, in um, and people think there are similarities. Uh, self-harm. People think there are similarities in the way that people take drugs or that they um, uh, drink alcohol. They cut themselves. Uh, they 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 um, feed themselves as a form of punishment and reward, and it's all that kind of um, kind well, of nonsense. Kind of the same reason why people don't eat, isn't it? Some people. Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that thing is control. Um, yeah, it is, and uh, you know I do it when I when I am um, having particularly low self esteem. I'll go and buy a load of old uh, crap, and I will shove. And I, you know, this is on this is on a much smaller scale compared to other people who will do it to the point where they they throw up or mm. you know whatever it may be. Um, but I, you know, I'll go and buy a bag full of crap and eat it because I hate myself, man. You know, that's um, what that is. But lardies need to see shrink. Lardies. That's clever because it because because sh- shrink works on. Works on two levels. Mm. The um, psychological um, uh, slang term for a psychiatrist, uh, and also they need to shrink because they're fat. So that's sensitively. Um, well done, guys. Is that um, sorted? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all um, Brad Pitt and, and, and Angelina Still. Jolie. Yes. You cannot be serious. Serios. I've also noticed that they're, take, they're following Jennifer Aniston around trying to capture a, a look on her face that's supposed to mean something after all this time. Angelina Jolie's plans to take her children to Syria caused her rift with Brad Pitt. Um, I bet it wasn't... I bet there's a little bit more going on than just that. <laughs> Although if my wife wants to take the kids to um, Syria... Um, Probably have something to say about yeah. it. He is said to have... So, beca- hang on a minute. Is he the responsible parent or the irresponsible parent today? Because yesterday he was the irresponsible Well, it's parent. interesting, isn't it? Uh, the, the, in the two celebrity splits, Zoe Ball is the bad one mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt is the bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be nice if Brad and Zoe got together and Angelina and Norman got together? That would be that nice, actually, wouldn't it? That genuinely would be nice. Well, apparently Angelina is being comforted by Johnny Depp. Uh, Brad Pitt is said to have become increasingly upset at the controversial plans. An insider told US website, <laughs> I'm going to say it, TMZ. Mm-hmm. Things got an insider. Things got extremely tense when Brad and Angie argued over taking the kids to Syria to help rebuild the war-torn country. <laughs> the kids are going to do it, are they? Well, there's enough of them. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. You, you can have that one. There. Brad was always supportive of Jolie's solo charity work, but travels with the kids became a bone of contention for several years. Um, yesterday, removal vans were seen outside. Oh, sad. Sad, isn't it? Sad, isn't it? But it's not sad because they've got a load of money and they're famous, so we so can we're... point and laugh and stare and rub our hands with glee. And we were a bit jealous of them. It's none of our business. And I'm not, you know... It, uh, I'm not, as I was say, I'm not massive fans of them. I've enjoyed Brad Pitt films. I've, I've met Angelina Jolie. She was absolutely delightful to, to me for the ten minutes that we chatted. Um, but I wouldn't even be that interested if I was big fans of them. This is not. This is nothing to do with us whatsoever. You know, 
I hope it's all right and the kids are all right. And yeah, it's horrible. No matter who you are, surely. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last twenty minutes of the show. We'll take calls straight to air if you want to call in. If you don't, now it's groovy, man. We'll just sit here and uh, chat. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on air and after on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last twenty minutes of the show. We're going to end on a Melanie's. Oh no. Uh, Change your mind? Well, yeah, I have just changed my mind. I wonder if I've got... um, Because I might end on a Ruttles. Have I got the Ruttles on this computer? I don't think I have. Hang on a minute. Um, No, I've got the... Oh, yes, I have. Maybe we'll... um, uh, We'll end on on a Ruttles song. Do you want early period Ruttles or late period Ruttles? Do you want, do you want, late. You want late. All right. Let's uh, go late. Um, God, they're all so good. From the first album, not the second album, of course. Um, um, should, do you want that I Am The Walrus pastiche? Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. It's called Piggy in the Middle. We'll play that. <laughs> hey, diddle, diddle. The cat and the fiddle. Piggy in the middle. Do a poo-poo. <laughs> it's brilliant, but it's, it's much better than I just made it sound. We're going to end on that. Uh, I don't see how it could be. Uh, so that's going to be about 54 minutes. All right, fine. We're going to end on that. Let me just... This is how it starts off. Hang on. We're going to end Didn't with that. Didn't they get into trouble for that one? No, the one they got in trouble for was... Um, Oh, let, let me find... It's on YouTube, because um, they didn't put it on the album in the end. John Lennon said, look, this is all brilliant, but if you put that one out, I'm going to... Um... Oh, it's, oh it's, it's this, it's this. This is, this, is, this is brilliant. Get up and go. Look, listen to this. Watch this bit. This, 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 I mean, this is just... I won't play all of it. Two, three, four... John Lennon said, yeah, listen, if you put that out, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to sue you. <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> oh, I, looking at that, I forgot how beautiful the Ruttles film is. It's so, it would have been so easy. You, I mean, you look at that that shot there. It would have been so easy to do a knockoff job and it looked really cheap and tacky. But they... They spent some money on they've that. They spent money on it. They've sh- it was, they had American money. It was a Saturday Night Live thing. And that's the only thing that ruins it is when they have uh, um, uh, uh, the Belushi, John Belushi and another American in it from Saturday Night Live. Ackroyd might be in it. Mm. Um, but it, they, they just spent money and they did it absolutely properly and they got all this original footage and just recreated it. And I think... We will ask... The reason we're playing this is because Neil Innes may be coming on the show this week. He may be coming on it at a later date. We'll see. Um, but um, it... Uh, they, I think they recorded some of the songs on, like, the original equipment as well to get that analogue right thing. Sound. And it was also... When was this? 1977, I guess? So it wasn't that long after the Beatles had split up. George Harrison's in the film as well as a reporter... And uh, the, the, um, uh, I think Eric Idle and, and Neil Innes are in it as the Beatles at that point, and, and Eric Idle's interviewing them. And um, 
George Harrison's interviewing them, and a, like a Beatles fan came up and ignored George Harrison and said, "Oh God, you're the Beatles, you know," and um, got their autographs and stuff. And George Harrison was stood right next to them. Oh, good old George! It's a good film, man. There's what was the li- the line? I can't remember where it was quoted to me the other day, but I quoted it to um, uh, Hunter Davis. The, the Ruttles' first album was recorded in twenty minutes. The next one took even longer. I think it's such <laughs> a delicious. A delicious line. But we won't end on that one. We'll end on um, their uh, their take of I Am The Walrus called Piggy in the Middle, which is just an absolute joy. Absolute joy. Now, here's something. Oh, wait, 444-499-1000. I have no idea who Daisy Lowe is, but I know yeah. I've seen a lot of her bum and her boobs recently. Right. Daisy Lowe is Pearl Lowe's daughter. She was a 90s kind of... Pearl's a singer? It, no, she was kind of an it girl. Really? She had her with... The guy who's just got divorced from Gwen Stefani. Oh, I annoyed him once. He was, she was his secret love child for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. When were they having sex? Could you tell me, please? Well, it'd be nice. The guy from Bush. He was from Bush, yeah. wasn't he? Gavin. Gavin um, Hanson. Henderson. When in the 90s? Like, proper 90s. Okay, because in, I interviewed well, he shouldn't him. shouldn't have been. I interviewed him in 1999 and he got a right cob on did with he? me. Why? Yes, he did. Did you say something about Well, Pearl? because the joke was... That Bush were massive in the States, but they were nothing over here. But they came from Shepherd's Bush. That's why they had the name Bush, because right. they were from Shepherd's Bush. And I asked him, I said, he came on the 11 o'clock show, and I said something like, it got really tense. I said something like, what's it, I, I don't know, it was a, a jokier version of what, what's it like being famous in the States when no one over here knows who you are. The fact that he was appearing on the 11 o'clock show to promote his concerts shows that, you know, we weren't exactly top draw for guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got really arsy. Well, you hit him where it hurt, man. He got really arsy. Well, we got a lot of fans over here. We just sold out the Shepherd's Bush Empire. I could probably sell out Shepherd's Bush Empire if I pushed it. Do you know what I mean? And he was having it away with uh, yeah. this this uh, young lady's mum. Mm. None of my business. Fair enough. The, but so, but so, who is she? She's kind of a model. Okay, but, but a curvy one. That's the uh, that's, okay. That's a USP that she's got. Boots. She likes showing off her bum. Well, it's a job. Yeah, okay, that's fine, that's fine. She's on, obviously, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. It's been fixed. Well, so they say... Is she any good, uh, the Strictly I Dancing? S- I didn't see her. I saw Judge Rinder, because I watched it with the kids. Judge Grinder. Judge Grinder. George Grinder. He... <laughs> George Grinder. You know what? He did a lovely job. He did a lovely job. I bet he did. He's I bet he did. He's got some moves, and also he did the dancing face. Well, very... You know the... Yeah, very theatrical, yeah. isn't he? Very theatrical. But very, though. Oh, yeah. So that whole thing... And his shirt was slashed to the waist. Yeah. I bet, I bet his... it, was, it wasn't when he started, and he, but no. he, he told them he wanted it. Well, he started out... Breakaway. He started out yeah. up on the podium yeah. as if he was in court. Oh, he of had course. the full thing on. All rise. And then he did. He jumped down. Yeah. Sashayed. Turn, turn, turn. No. Whipped off the robe. He's slashed to the waist. Then his hips are going ten to a dozen. Honestly, it was quite a sight to be seen. Apparently, his um, dance on the YouTube or whatever it is has been the most viewed thing that um, Strictly's ever put out. And they've had some people being dragged around by their well, ankles. Daisy Lowe's been... Surely, she must have... You know, some of her stuff on YouTube must have been viewed um, a lot. Not the official Strictly's. OK, well, that's a shame. Yet. Um... You just forced Strictly down my throat there. Who hosts Strictly these days? Claudia Winkleman and Tess Daly. Who's the the man? There isn't a man. No, but who's the man out of those two? Um, well, Tess is taller. Right. 
Does, who drives it, is what I'm trying well, to Well, Tess gets to stay downstairs while Claudia gets sent upstairs to do the kind of after-performance oh, so, thing. Oh, so Tess is Bruce. Yeah. And Claudia... Says, it's going to turn to the judges. And Claudia is Tess. Yeah. Oh, why can't they be people in their own right? Because I'm an old-fashioned misogynist. That's why. Why can't you just let Tess do it on a Todd? What was wrong with that? Uh, well, she couldn't be downstairs and upstairs at the same time. She would have to you throw upstairs. Oh, the upstairs bit is 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 the bit I like it when oh, when, that, Brenda, when Brendan Cole's pulling faces in the background. Nah, that's just filler while they change the the sets or get the the music sorted out on the stands and all that. Here, here is um, a story that is perhaps. The, but I do like Claudia Winkleman. I think she. I don't think that's brilliant. I prefer her out of the two. If I'm going to be. Oh. <laughs> I recorded a video for Vernon and Tess's. Wedding day. Oh, to be played. I don't know if it was played in the end. What was video it, was I, it? I wasn't invited. Just with me and uh, they just wanted um, celebs to record videos, and I was kind of. That's nice. I was a I was a bit player in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Some of you guys may remember me. No, okay. Why sex helps men feel a little closer to heaven? Now I can tell you already. This story is bullshine. Absolute bullshine. It's fair to say that when it comes to a night of passion. The existence of a higher power isn't normally on the agenda. Well, I always pray before I have intercourse just to make sure everything works and no one, you know, gets damaged. <laughs> Things can go wrong, can't they? I don't know. But it seems that sexual relations actually bring men closer to God. It's not just during sex men go, oh, God, oh, Jesus, oh, <laughs> God, yes. That's what that is, isn't it? Oh, oh, God, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. It never happens. You're not going to tell my wife, are you? <laughs> it's that kind of stuff. So, is that what... The, we read on. Thanks to the production of a hormone that enhances feelings of spirituality. Now, oxytocin. Oh, isn't oxytocin you... for spots? No, that's oxytocin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oxytocin is what you um emit when you um have something that's pleasurable but also i'm sure there's something about having a baby in that not in the bit i've just read there no even. like when you're having a baby oxytocin is what they give you to sort of loosen here you we up. go here we go sometimes so dubbed the cuddle chemical is stimulated during sex childbirth and breastfeeding here's mm. the thing we never mentioned that some women achieve an orgasm during um childbirth I read it in a newspaper a few years ago. Well, put it this way. If you get an orgasm through having, like, you, uh, basically it felt like having your genitals kicked in with a very sharp boot. If that's what does it for well, you, well. have loads of kids. Okay. By the way, if you're pregnant and listening to this, I'm sure yours will be fine and no, it won't it, hurt at it all. Will hurt. You're like a wet seal. <laughs> now researchers believe it could also create feelings of religious devotion in men. A U.S. study found that men given doses of oxytocin were more likely to say spirituality was important in, the, in their lives than those who'd received a placebo CD. Placebo, no CD, sorry. This was the case regardless... How do you have a placebo sex? No, it, but they're giving you oxytocin. You're not having sex. Well, how do they... Where have they oh, it's, the connection? It's, it's sex, um, but not in a loving relationship with the placebo. All oh, right. This, this, I'm literally just filling for the next 60 seconds till I can play um, the Ruttles. This was the case regardless of whether the participant had reported belonging to a religion or not. Men given oxytocin were also more likely to say their lives had meaning and purpose. Oh, I need some of this stuff then. Mm. I need to oxycute those spots. 
Don't pick them. Research assistant Professor Dr. Patty Van Kappelen from Duke University in North Carolina said... Oh, hang on a second. Yes, yes, line one. Uh, hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. You've got 30 seconds. Oh, well, in that case, it's Bruce. Um, hello. Goodbye. Thanks Night. very much indeed. Yeah, there you go, you see. He chose his moment, didn't he? He, he really did. And now You're about to get there with that story. I can't, it's I can't be bothered. It's gone. It's gone. I can't be bothered to start again. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully at some point in the near future, Mr Neil Innes, the writer and recordist of this song, will be coming on. Oh. I'll play. There.
Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.